Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? <laughs> I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. Yeah. Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Welcome, everybody. It's the Mighty Mighty Session. My name is the Mighty JP, and I'm mighty glad to hear from you. I don't know. I'm also mighty irritated, and let me explain why. Uh, pale ales are not pale ales anymore. They're IPAs with biscuit and malt, and I'm upset about it, and I'm, that's all I'm going to say on that. Right, Teresa? I concur. Thank I, you. I really want uh, pale ales to taste like delicious pale ales. They don't. It's, yeah. they're, they're, too, they're overly bitter, or they have, like, a one I'm drinking currently, and I'm not going to tell you which. Uh, it's like biscuit malt and then IPA. It's like IPA. It's a session IPA with biscuit malt in it. It's not a pale ale. It's not a pale ale. The other one I had, pale ale, not a pale ale. It was IPA in a pale ale body. It was really weird, and I didn't like it at all. Well, I like IPAs, so I actually don't mind it if it's hop aroma and flavor. But this one's just kind of like bitterness is what I'm earthy I, bitterness. Yeah, the, and when yeah when I say that, I'm referring to the amount of bitterness that is in these uh, like the new pale ales. I don't like that. Yeah, and so it's hard for me to find again 
I'll say it till I die, probably literally. I am I'm in a prison I've owned, I've constructed by myself, right? I understand I I put myself in this position, but either I can't find a pale ale that's under six percent or not bitter. And so when you find you know, you go to the alcohol, like, oh okay, finally a pale ale that's five five or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But then it's a hundred million IBUs and you're like, I this is not good. It's not drinkable. Well, I'm not sure if like I'm the pale ale category is quite that low. I think you're really asking a bit like you have to I think it's like four eight. I think the, the four eight I is think the, the low end on pale I think ale? the top end is I wanna say five eight. No, really? I think so, man. Yeah. Maybe oh, I could be lying to you, but I'm going to look at my BGCP app. But why don't you okay. finish your thought? I apologize. Well, because I, I, I'm i with you and I feel like there are some styles that I I go around like proselytizing for, you mm-hmm. know, like this should be like this, like Pilsner should be clear. Pale Ale should be Pale Ale. Um, yeah. I try to explain to people what a Dunkel is all the time. Stuff like that. Four, five to six, two. Okay, so yeah. I, I'm see mine that I always do is six point one, so it makes me think it trends higher, but mine is just on the high end. Yeah, and so like I love your beer, I would never drink that a six two or six one IBU or yeah. a six one alcohol pale. I wouldn't, I wouldn't drink it. Yeah. That being said, Saturday night I was in Sacramento drinking the hell out of what is it, thirsty pretzels. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. You found Thirsty Pretzels in the I, wild? I did uh, at Flatstick Pub. Oh, Flatstick. Yeah, yeah, in downtown Sacramento, which is like this weird yeah. sort of indoor mini golf area, which had its own issues. It was like half the course was home built, and so the angles were real fucked up, and you couldn't, it was it was hard. Oh, like dude. it just totally, it was hard to it golf. It didn't actually work. Yeah, and then <laughs> they had. You couldn't get a hole in one. Yeah, no, you, well, <laughs> I, actually, I, I, I mean, I did, I don't want to brag about it, but, um, and then they had these, a bunch of weird, like, um, golf puns, and you know how I love puns. Oh. I like big putts, and I cannot lie, and they had a quote, right, it was on the wall, Yeah. and then next to it, they had a picture of iced tea. Who did not say that? <laughs> yeah. Very, like, it, it reminded me of if you were 56, let's say, not you specifically, but mm-hmm. the people, right? Yeah, I'm almost there. And you had a bunch of money and you wanted to open a pub that you are a, a, some sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. That you wanted to attract a millennial. This is the kind of stuff that you, but you have no idea what the reference is. Yeah, it's, very, it's just because it's really it wasn't the same. It just he, he didn't. Ice T didn't say that. It was just, it, it actually yeah. pissed me off. I haven't been there yet, but I really want to go. Okay, and um, it was fun. I will say they have yeah. this thing called duffel board. I don't know why it's duffel, duffel board, board, but it's like shuffleboard but with golf. Hmm. It was. I I had fun. The the beer prices yeah. were were pretty reasonable. They had. 25 taps sweet the food is pretty decent and i I hear one of our kegs is built into the some kind of hazard in the gulf um there are a few of those i didn't i didn't notice uh, specifically but uh yeah and it's it's all kinds of uh it was fun it was a good time it was just really uh weird and so i found the uh i found your beer and i was like well this is literally what i'm sticking with so (laughs) i love it very much sweet well good to hear man I don't know, Bez making weird phrases at me. Uh, this show is brought to you by morebeer.com. Everybody, you can go to morebeer.com. They have absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home. And when I say absolutely everything, they I, I, I mean it. 
and that's all I'm going to say about them. No, they also get, you know, they do coffee roasting, which I buy all my coffee beans from them because I don't really do a whole lot of homebrewing anymore, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, they have all kinds of kettles, all kinds of grains, hops, yeast. They have expert homebrewers there ready to help you out. So check them out. They help keep this show alive, and they help keep you fermenting. And those are two great things to enjoy. Speaking of something that's great to enjoy, I love being alive. Don't you? Yeah, Don't waking you? up in the morning. It's so good, right? It, it doesn't always feel as good, but then you think about it, and you're like, what if I wasn't waking up this morning? That that's right. Way suckier. I would feel terrible if I didn't wake up this morning or if something bad happened. Um, but, uh, well, anyway, today's special guest knows nothing about that. Kim Shimke, everybody. I'm alive. Hi. Hi. The triumphant return to the Brewing Network studio. Yep, I guess I lived for this. <laughs> yeah. Lucky you. <laughs> yeah. Lucky you. So I sort of debated, like, how to talk to you about all that kind of shit that happened with you. And for those of you who don't know, Kim died, and then now she's back. Or some, I don't know, I didn't really pay attention. But, um, because I, I don't want to, like, rehash anything. And so we talked a little bit on the phone, and you're like, well, anybody who follows me already kind of knows the story. And I'm like, no one really follows you that closely. No, just those 30,000 people. Yeah, just, but uh, but you know, but 40% are bots, so it's fine. Um <laughs> But I feel like I just I want to tell our listeners and, and and have them hear it from you, kind of what what happened really briefly. You don't get any need to get anything super emotional, but um, how sad was your family that 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 you that you made it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what um, happened? With, what happened to you? Yeah, Kim? yeah, yeah. Um, in short, I had a pulmonary embolism, which is a blood clot in the lung. I actually had two. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah, dude. They're called bilateral. And uh, one on my left side, my left lung, was so large that um, it was straining my heart and my right ventricle wasn't working. So I had restricted blood flow. Um, mm. I had, uh, I, there was uh, a few symptoms, but nothing that was too, too severe. That I thought much of it. I actually attributed it to asthma, and that all happened like a week before um, Friday the 29th. What was December. it? What, what was? What were the, the symptoms? Asthmatic symptoms. Yeah. So shortness of breath. Okay. Um, but again, that's you know that's something I experienced as an asthmatic my whole life, so that never felt weird. Um, and also, I was doing like spin cla- hour long spin classes mm-hmm. the week that I ended up going into the hospital. So nothing. Wow. It like my. Um, physical activity felt harder, like when I walked up a hill or when I did spin class. Like it was definitely noticeably harder, but the fact that I was still doing everything and pretty much felt fine, nothing seemed out of place or too concerning. This is why I have anxiety. It's stories like this. The small things I know. Yeah, because you, the, the, those are the things you you don't know, and you try to plan for. And you, like I try to pay attention to my body, and you know if I'm uh, a lot of attention, if you know what I'm trying to say, ladies. Um, but. Like if I were you, I would I would have panicked and then I would have not panicked and then I would have gone through this whole thing because how how do you know right if maybe it, maybe it was just well I'm just maybe having a, a hard time right now but I'm able to, if I'm able to do an hour long spin class there can't be anything wrong. Well, so for most people that don't have asthma, being short of breath for a week uh, yeah. that should be weird to you. That should be okay. your sign that something is not right. <laughs> okay. Um, like if it's hard to breathe, that should be your sign. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was nothing that was too out of the ordinary. And then I went to visit my parents, um, in Tucson, Arizona, and I started getting chest tightness. Now I've never experienced chest tightness mm. before, um, with my asthma. However, my dad also has had asthma his whole life and he has bad, uh, chest 
pressure when he gets asthmatic. From asthma. Okay. And so we were looking up symptoms because we're like, oh, well, that's kind of weird for me, though. And, like, when you look up at the... Um, the uh, asthma organization website specifically mm-hmm. says things that can offset that are cold, dry climates. And at the time in Tucson, it was in the 40s, and it's the freaking desert, so of course it's right. really dry. So again, like that didn't seem that concerning, um, even though that that was a new symptom for me. Good gravy. Um, but let this be a lesson to everyone. If you've never had chest pain before, the second you start to feel it, you go to the ER. Like yeah. you don't wait. You don't go to urgent care. Just go to the ER. If it's nothing and you pay the money to know it's nothing, then then good right um but so that that was a thing and then um we my parents took me to freaking tombstone brewing of all places (laughs) right well they Uh, they they anticipated what was going to happen almost it was this weird foreshadowing and like the last like the last photo that my mom had of me which was like really upsetting for her is me in front of tombstone she's like i would have had to delete the last photo of you alive (laughs) Um, oh man but we were at tombstone and i actually really liked their beer and i was excited to go and i had um i could only have a half pint and even then i had like a few sips and i was like man i really i cannot do this drink i'm feeling nauseous my chest hurts like hell i was coughing a lot so chest pains nausea yeah that's a bad sign well i was taking asthma medication but I think the reason I got sick is because I was taking medication for something I, that was not the issue. Yeah. So I think it was probably more that. Prep. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so then Just kidding. We, we left, and I fell asleep in the car. We got home, and I was still feeling, like, super nauseous. So um, I right when we got home, I went to go to try and throw up. And I couldn't throw up. So then I was like, well, the other thing you got to do, you got to try and poop out what you're feeling, right? Yes, I mean, that's, of course, that's what you do. Uh huh. Um, Well, look, something has to come out. Either from the front or from the back. You're feeling sick, yeah. Um, Let me try and make myself better. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I passed out on the toilet. Like the second I tried to go to the bathroom, I woke up on the floor and my face hurt like hell. And I was like, why am I on the floor? Why does my face hurt? And I ended up falling over to the side, hitting my face up against the tub. So my oh. uh, my cheekbone was smashed up against the tub. It hurt like that's why it hurt. <laughs> and I woke. I came to on the floor, and we. Yeah. I went out, um, and I told my parents, "I'm like, oh my god, I just passed out in the bathroom." And by their judge of like when we got home, how long I was in there, I think we were. I was out for about twenty or thirty seconds. Okay. So uh, the reason for that, the R doc told me, is um, it's actually not that uncommon. And it's because you have a major artery in your groin, and whenever you do something that um, strains that, Tell me about whether it. it's a cough or a sneeze um, or trying to go have a bowel movement, then the you restrict blood flow to your brain, uh-huh. and so that's why I passed out. Okay, so can I just if, so I can dumb it down for those of us who aren't. Did it need any more dumbing than that? I feel like so that's pretty straightforward. You, I think it was you very ha- well explained. You had to go, you had to go cock a duty. And you pushed. Yes. And you were pushing so hard. I wasn't pushing that hard. Don't make it like some sort of like weird event in itself. Kim, you pushed so hard you passed out and smashed your cheek on the tub. That's got to be... Pr- I've never... And not look. They said a sneeze or a cough could do the same thing. Sure, but they also, you know, said... Which actually it's better that know. it wasn't because my parents have all tile floor. And if I were to cough and then fall down standing, I would have hit my head on the... I have uh, coughed a million times in my life. Probably half you of that on the toilet. You didn't have a pulmonary embolism. No, but I feel like I've also pushed really hard on the toilet before and never passed out I'm or sure even come have. close to it. So I feel like you must have really been pushing a boulder. <laughs> 
or some something like they were that. Pebbles. You were like you were okay. like the the Sisyphus, but opposite. You were anyway. Um, so you 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 were trying to take a big shit, and you pushed too hard, and you passed out. I passed out. Okay. And um, which is my favorite part of this whole story. The best. Well, I don't know. The part is like my when favorite. I told him, my mom was really concerned. My dad's like, let's call urgent care. Let's see what they say. My mom's like, this ain't normal. Let's go to the ER. And my dad's like, let me call Urgent Care and see. And they He's were like, like we're going to not- save Kim a few bucks here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I would have done the same thing, though, too. Because it's like, well, I don't know, man. Well, oh, man. they said on the phone, Urgent Care, do yeah. not come here. If someone passes out, you don't come here. You go to the ER. Okay. All right. Um, well, there you go. And then the triage nurse, uh, they immediately knew something was wrong. They're not like a 33-year-old passes out, has chest pain, and that's asthma. So they knew something was wrong. So they triaged me immediately. Um, I say triage, meaning that there was absolutely no one else in the ER, so <laughs> I actually got in right away because of that. Uh, um, but yeah, they did all, all the tests on me. They did like a chest x-ray. They did a CT scan. They took blood work, all the things. And um, yeah. they um, that was one of the hardest days in my life is having an... Because I know what a pulmonary embolism, I know how serious they are and how life-threatening they can be. And so mm-hmm. when the ER doc came in and told me what my diagnosis was and um, that I would have to have an emergency procedure or my odds weren't good... I was like, oh, shit, this is, like, not only is this bad, but this is, like, life-threatening bad. So yeah. that Saturday. Um, well, don't cry whatever you want. Whatever you do, don't cry right now, please. I won't. It would make for I feel bad dead ra- on the inside. It would make for bad radio. You so know, I actually don't. truly am dead on the inside because I have yeah. what's called an infarcted lung. Which, Infar- uh, from infarcted. Infarcted lung. All right. And uh, because of there was no blood flow and oxygen, there's a little piece of my lung still inside me that's dead and it'll be there forever. So oh, when good. I say I'm dead on the really? inside, it's literal. Yeah. Oh my I think gosh. if it's big enough, then they'll they'll do they'll do something about it. But yeah. there's like it's so small that it really shouldn't affect anything. So it's just going to chill there forever. Oh. Wow. Okay. It's um, not going to rot or decompose or. I mean, bloat. it already is. It's, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, it's just chilling there. Your body's just going to absorb it. Well, that's what it does with the clots. I don't. It okay. just it just hangs out. Right. It's just this dead piece that hangs out. That's kind of cool. You're goth yeah, now. I know, I know. You, I'm you gotta, so metal, you guys. Yeah, you got to start like cutting yourself and wearing leather. No, and shit I'm on like blood that. thinners. If I cut myself, I'll bleed out. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, god. And then um, Saturday, so uh, I did a TR with the diagnosis on Friday night. Okay. Saturday is when I had my emergency procedure, which everything went well. Everything went normal. I was chit-chatting with my family afterwards. And so is emergency procedure just to, to get the rest of the duty out? Or what's the... You're what so was stuck the, on this poop thing, huh? Yeah, well, um, so I might the pass out. I'm so stuck on it. <laughs> the emergency procedure um, is they... So you already have IVs of heavy blood thinners. Yeah. And then the procedure is... They insert a wire into your groin, and that goes up into your lungs. That's kinky and as then, hell, dude. I love it. And then um, it uses ultrasound technology to shake, so that way it like breaks up with working with the blood thinners in your system, okay. breaking up the clots faster. It's like mine a whisk. were so big, kind <laughs> really? of. Damn, they were well, so big. They had to be broken up. They really were so fast. big. They were. They were. Pushing on your They're heart. They're pushing on my heart. Yeah, that's so. That's crazy. They themselves were dangerous, and yeah. then this other side of things happening where it was like now it was straining my heart so badly. Um, and the uh, his title was radiologist interventionist. Mm-hmm. This procedure has been used in the last five six years in the medical field, and he himself has been doing it since then. Never had the procedure fail. Never. Um, but because I'm special, mm-hmm. it failed on me. Oh, no. And um, so early Saturday morning, um, I stopped breathing. My heart stopped. Um, I went into cardiac arrest. That all was about 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I was revived via CPR by an RN. Wow. And um, I only have one very brief memory of 
the worst of the worst because the rest of it I was sedated on life support. Um, but there's just this 30 second window that I'll never get out of my brain, which kind of sucks. But, um, after that I was, um, yeah, put on life support. I mean, things were like seriously, like so critical in the first 12 hours. They said my life was a minute to minute basis. They were telling my parents, you know, like if your mind goes there, that's okay, but we can't stay there. We have to have hope and you have to hope she's strong enough to pull through this. And like, yeah, you have to, but my, I mean, my parents, almost lost a kid and that's, of course. that's my mom's worst nightmare so for sure um, i mean you were almost lucky because you didn't have to sit through it right wait, so they right? saw yeah they saw me in this state being told by you know rns and doctors yeah. several doctors like uh we have to hope she's strong enough to pull through this and i'm like i'm out of it um and so by right. the time i came through and have memories like the worst of the worst was still over i was still i was in the icu for 10 and a half days so i was on life support for three and a half um, but like, wow. it takes like a good day to two days for the drugs to wear off. Mm-hmm. So like, even though I was up and conscious, I have zero memory of those, like that particular portion. Yeah. That's weird about when, like when I was in the hospital that first me, actually pretty much the whole time in the hospital. I don't remember. I remember some flashes of talking to people, but the drugs you're on, is just. Yeah, they say it works like amnesia in your brain. And yeah. afterward, one of the RNs told me, he's like, you know, some patients, like, months later, they start to have those memories come back and other people never do. I'm like, I don't want those memories. Like, I don't need yeah. them. Like, right. the time that I was conscious was already bad enough. Yeah. So I don't need more of that. Uh, can I ask you what that memory is, that 30 seconds? Or you don't want to talk about no, it? No, I can say it. Okay. Um, I woke up. Uh, so this would have been after I was revived from CPR. And I woke up gasping for air. Um, and I saw up, although my vision started to like get really blurry and kind of like, um, move in. So the image got smaller and smaller and mm-hmm. I can see like this team of people coming in and the nurse, Amy, who saved my life at Oro Valley hospital. Oh my God. Like a true hero. Um, she's on my side and she says, honey, you stopped breathing. And I'm just like staring up, seeing these people come in, knowing I'm losing my vision. And I, I'm like hot and sweaty. And I said, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't see. I can't see. And wow. then I was out of it forever. Wow. Um, but yeah, because I mean, and like if I have like today over here, um, it was a packed BART train and I'm wearing my sweater and I started to get warm. And it was just like the feeling of sweating a little bit, like put me mental back in that image. I'm like, oh man, this is something I'm going to have to work with for a bit. Well, yeah, you got yeah. PTSD, man. Yeah. That's I mean, no doubt dramatic. about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. And every time I'm like, so afterwards, like even when everything was okay, I was discharged and like a week before... <clears throat> Um, I came home, which would have been, I was out of the hospital for like four weeks at that time. So everything was like, okay. I had follow-up appointments and everything. Um, I started getting chest pressure not as much, like it wasn't as painful as when everything happened. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know if it's the clot still, um, or what, but it was like this really bad chest pressure. And I noticed it like mostly when I was like seated, seated in the car or like getting ready in the morning or something when I wasn't like engaged with talking with my parents or doing something. Yeah. And so I told my mom about it. She's like, how long is this going on? I'm like, for a few days. And she's like, okay, well, that's not good. Should we go to the ER? And I was like, well, let me call my pulmonologist first because he's the one that worked on me the entire time. I was his case. Um, he said, come in. They they saw me. They made room for me to come in, like, right away. And he did all these tests on me. He did, like, an oxygen test, um, a spirometer, breathalyzer thing, all this stuff. And he's like, look, I, in my professional opinion, your vitals are good. You sound good. I actually think these clots are going away. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever get anxious? And I like laughed out loud because, well, who the freak doesn't? And then like, <laughs> also, yes, I have generalized anxiety disorder. And on top of that, why, why wouldn't it be worse after something like this? Yeah. For sure. And um, he's like, well, look, I think this is anxiety induced. And he's like, if for your own 
personal benefit, if it would ease your mind, I actually suggest like you go to the ER and get another CT scan. Like we don't want you to have too many CT scans because mm-hmm. that's not good for you, radiation. But um, he's like, I really think that like maybe that would give you some peace of mind. But the second he told me he thought I was okay and my vitals were good and he, in his opinion, thought that, like, I'm actually really doing, like, quite well, mm-hmm. the, the pressure completely went away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like your brain can totally cause physical pain. It's just, it's so yeah. trippy and it's so weird. And it, the pain was very real. Your brain fucking sucks, dude. It's, it happens yeah. to me. Uh, not you person, but, like, all the time. It happens constantly and it, it as an adult you sort of rationalize it out and you're like well there's got to be something right because your brain can't make you have a heart right. attack or your arm exactly. hurts or whatever but every time you go to a doctor they go well no this anxiety your brain is literally thinking that you, like you're you're manifesting these issues and yeah. it's like but i'm not even thinking about the issue but right. you still it's in the back it's of your fucking mind crazy it's and then so then how do you ever determine if something is real how could you ever trust your body from that point forward and this is a forever struggle yeah because you know most times like we all experience like weird bodies aches and pains and things like that but like everyone says like give it a week to two weeks and then go to the doctor yeah for my personal thing like the clots i didn't have that time it was seriously a matter of days before days to a week like i would have been dead so i would have been dead so now i'm like well do i wait for a week and a half or do i always go to the er and pay the 150 like i don't know and that's that's the shitty struggle i'm forever gonna have to deal with so i guess if you hadn't pushed as hard as you could get back to the poop on the poop (laughs) you 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 would have had it would have been worse had it you not been, had, yeah. you, had you not tried yes. to so good push thing, out a boulder? I tried to push out a boulder. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I yes, I'm actually. I keep saying I'm the um, unluckiest lucky person alive because um, they every RN and doctor said you're a miracle. Like people yeah. that are more athletic than you um, <laughs> and younger than you have died from this, and people do die from this. And um, the fact that it not only was dangerous in itself, but the the fact that I like experienced cardiac arrest. And then I'm healing so well and so fast. I mean, all of it. They're just like, you're you're a miracle. So um, it's, yeah, there's this this toggle of like, God, this awful thing happened. And I have to deal with a lot of the ramification side effects after the fact. But, yeah. um, you know, also just be so goddamn grateful that I'm one of the very few that made it out and have healed pretty well. Not yeah. Well, and that you were with your parents. That when was with it my happened. parents. You like had this great support system that you wouldn't even necessarily had if you were home. You know? I, you know, I, it's hard to say, but it's, it's so true. And everyone has said it's true is um, if this happened in Oakland, I'd be dead. I mean, there's mm. no question about it is that I would have been by myself. And the thing is like, I'm almost always alone on Christmas. Like I just don't yeah. travel on Christmas because I don't want to deal with the crowds and I only get yeah. the one day off from work. So it's not worth it to me. Well, I think spinsters usually are. And I think that's just the lifestyle. Yeah, you know, I want to be at home right? with my 12 cats. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that's that's where I'm comfortable with my 12 you cats. You the no worst. I'm just, yeah. look, I'm, you know, at this point we should stop lying to her. I'm going for the throat. But yay me, I lived. You did. <laughs> I That's did. true. So, but, uh, and I think in the chat room, people are asking, uh, and we don't have a chat room anymore. There's no chat. Um, did you poop? I told you, yes. Okay, good. I pooped pebbles. All right, I just want to make sure. Yeah. I got That's what I really care about is that you did the thing. Well, Kim, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're alive. Oh, thank you. It was you. very hard for us over here. It was probably harder than, than you. Uh, had it because we're like looking at text messaging well i don't know what to do right now and then we had to wait an hour or two or three to hear anything and it's like it was so it was very hard for us um yeah clearly we're the ones that struggled yeah well i think we were all trying to figure out 
if we need to like get on a plane and show up at the ho- at the hospital and then we're like well wait actually sh- that probably doesn't help her <laughs> if we all show up at the hospital <laughs> i had like six people like oh my god we're gonna come visit her <sighs> no yeah. one ever came to visit not when i was like on my deathbed not when i healed no oh, visits really? there were no visits i didn't well, think that you were still out of town so I was like, oh, yeah, everyone has go. a story. Everyone has an yeah. excuse. I knew yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah. knew where you were. No, I didn't. But what I what I heard is that you were in ICU and I know that you can't have visitors unless you're family. So I'm like, oh, I'm not going to go. Well, you can only have two people at a time. And my parents weren't leaving me the entire time I was there. Yeah. So, so I, and I knew. And, and to be honest with you, I don't think that you want anybody from the brewing network. Me, maybe just me and maybe Justin. To visit you, if don't, you, were you don't there, want to I would wake have had up. the full heart attack and never have been That's revived. Right. That's <laughs> right. True. Yeah. You don't want to wake up from a coma and look at JP and, and then go right back into it. Yeah. Oh. Nurse Amy was like, "Oh, you you stopped breathing, honey," and I would push her out of the way and she'd be like, "Kim, are you okay? I need you to post something." And then you would have just uh, let the devil take you. <laughs> yeah, like, that sounds like that's exactly how that would. You, yeah. you like your first or second day doing better. He's like, Kim didn't post about the show. Yeah. I'm going to text her, and I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I wanted to know. He did. He did. Oh, I know he did. <laughs> and I just want to personally apologize. But I needed to know if it was if she was doing her job or not, and that's really what we want here until we get universal health care. doesn't matter. All right? You are insane. Yeah, I know. Yep. Well, you're doing all right. You're healing. You're on the road to recovery. You were out drinking in your recovery in Tucson. I am you allowed to drink. Yes, I'm allowed like, to drink on my blood thinners. But like two weeks after you got out of the hospital or a week or something like that? Well, I'm like not allowed that? to do physical activity. What else am I supposed to do? I can drink and I can't do anything else. So that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's what I did do. Well, good. It was good to see. Good to see? Yeah, it was good to see you back on the horse. Oh, good to see mm-hmm. me? No, 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 no. You outdoing things. Oh, which Let's is not also confuse part of the two. Me. Well, that's true. Um, and you, uh, you have a scar, I imagine. Where, uh, do I they have open IV you up? Scars. I have scars. Okay. I have one on my neck, two on my arms and hands, and then my yeah, groin. Yeah. Okay. All well, right. They didn't actually like cut into your chest. No. So the procedure went into my groin. Um, right. So. Uh, All right, yeah. Well, I won't ask this. One I was of my friends ask was like, she had a scar. surgery. I'm like, well, no, I had an emergency procedure. It's not the same thing as sur- surgery. Means they they actually make an incision. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. I was on such a high dose of blood thinner that they really don't want to do any sort of surgery if they don't have to. <laughs> right, okay. that makes so much they, sense. Wouldn't, they wouldn't even let me floss when oh, I'm in wow. because when you're on you I mean like I'm on now blood thinners but um, when you're on flosses? the IV ones I do every day. I don't. And um, yeah so they, they were like well you're such a on a high dose here in the hospital so we if you have uh, bleeding gums we we just don't let you floss here <laughs> because wow. of that. Yeah. Wow. That is sort of crazy to me, honestly. Such a crazy experience. Like, the doctor would tell me that, and i go, okay, cool, oh, I'm devastated. Like, I, I'm just, I don't remember the last time I flopped. Well, so when I got to the ER on a Friday night, I, I vomited in the ER. Um, and oh, so yeah. I never got to wash my, brush my teeth after that. And then Whoa. I didn't get to wash them in um, at all in the ER, and then none on Saturday, because I had my procedure, and then I was, like, drugged for the procedure, so mostly out of it. And then everything happened Sunday morning. So the first thing I wanted to do when I, like, had my dexterity back after the drugs were off is, like, can I please brush my fucking teeth? Because they have vomit on them. And they, <laughs> yeah. like, nothing you is have, here. like, ventilator mouth happening. Like, oh, ugh. and, like, saline. Like, you can Gross. actually smell and taste saline. Like, that was, ugh. I had 11 pounds of fluid in my body. What a I was so plump. I mean, it was, like, my fingers, like, swelled up so much that, like, they, well, they had to remove 
anything that's on you. You're My ring is already removed. You're but the the Stay Puff beer influencer. Stay Puff. Stay Puff from from mm. um, Ghostbusters. Not your best. Well, it, so it, no, it was good. It was funny. It takes like it, it gradually oh, comes off of you, but it takes a while. And so the yeah. day that I was discharged from the hospital, my socks wouldn't fit. Like I, they, because oh you God. put on that's the clothes awesome. and you're like, like put them, yeah, they bloated. wouldn't fit. Oh, that's so crazy. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, Tim. you got to look at the the comical pieces of it all. Not oh, as funny as my Just joke, but it's, of your, it's like, fine. Like big bean toes. <laughs> I almost did, and then I'm like, I don't need any sort of visual memory of what what yeah, I took I one of like my imagine. arm because like they took blood every day, so like this arm was like bruised and veins are all. It was so gnarly, yeah. and I was like, that's cool. And then I see it in my phone now. I'm like, why do I? Why do you this? want that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. No. And if you got pulled over, a cop would instantly start asking a bunch of questions. I asked my mom, I was like, do these IV scars make it look like I've done heroin? I don't want people to think I've done heroin. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but your waistline doesn't, sweetheart. So <laughs> let's, um, let's uh, try. Well, Kim, thanks for coming out. I appreciate it. I'm glad you're here. You're sort of getting back on the uh, the old track again, and I, I like that. Well, thanks. You're this welcome. This was a priority to come back. Yeah, I'll let bet. you all know. You were just I can bored. annoy you again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, I'll tell you what. Let's move on to the Twitter game. Enough about Kim. I mean, <sighs> wow. Uh, the Twitter game is brought to you by the Wine and Hop Shop. Check it out. Go to the Wine and Hop Shop and get everything you need to make wine and beer. Whatever you guys want. You may want to make wine? Sure. Want to make beer? Sure. A lot of times you can use the same equipment so you don't have to b- double up and buy a bunch of weird funky stuff so check them out wine and hop shop the good people over there and they love the twitter game and uh let me tell you today's twitter game is amazing Uh oh yeah it's how big was the duty that God. kim tried to push out of her butt no um actually what is it <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it's a timely it's a, whoever said the, the only okay. he would have done that if he didn't think he'd just get too many repeat responses yeah, yeah probably that's true. yeah it's big as jp <laughs> uh we are brewing some kind of lager deal up a crooked lane brew this weekend name it for us <gasps> oh this shit. is inspired yeah we need this yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Interesting. Yes. Smart. They're the smart. Yeah. So these better be good people. Yeah. <laughs> like, put some actual thought into it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a rule. Uh-huh. Go on Untapped. Check your name on Untapped. Oh, I don't yeah. want any... Uh, I don't want any basic names. You gotta, you gotta up right. your name. Nothing basic here, baby. That's what we're on about. So there you go. That's the Twitter game. Hit us up. Uh, what is it? At Brewing Network, I guess. If you don't know... Don't play. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, let's do some feedback. Feedback today brought to you by Beer Law Center. John at the BeerLawCenter.com helps you protect whatever you want, your your trademark. He wants to help you file any sort of federal papers you need to file or whatever. Uh, if he doesn't, uh, if he's not um, uh, what uh, up on the law in the specific state that you want to open a winery or a brewery or any sort of liquor deal, whatever you got going on over there. There's federal stuff to worry about, too, and John can help you with that. John can protect your trademark as well, so he can pretty much do everything. I wonder if he can survive a pulmonary embolism, though, and survive a poop fest. Become an angel. Yeah, become an angel. We should rename Spring Bruce Fest to Poop Fest in honor of Kim. How about we don't? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. You How about get we let that to die. Flyers are already yeah, printed. Let's just let Sorry, it go. too late. Damn it. Get a Sharpie. Anytime you're in the Bay Area... Get a Sharpie, cross out brews, and put poops, spring poops fest, in honor of Kim Shimke. We're letting that joke die now. 
I don't know. Why does it stink? Um, <laughs> we only have one piece of feedback, and it's not very good. Well, it's, it's not that it's not good. It's, we have one piece of feedback, and I'm disappointed about that. This is from Clayton. He says, good noon, kids. Justin uh, is out for months. He's not coming back to stop lunch meat. What the fuck, Clayton? Did you read this beforehand? No, I never do. It doesn't sound. Yeah, but it wouldn't help. Okay, in tradition, Clayton, first of all, sort of is like, um, you know, you know the opening when you try to play Scrabble and like you shake up all the letters and you dump them out. <laughs> That's how Clayton tweets. It's just it's kind it's like of like a it's like a word salad. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Uh, Justin's hour for months. He's not coming back just to stop lunch meat and Sully is down, comma it seems, comma so make it happen. Thank you, Clayton. Suck it, Teresa. <gasps> oh. oh. Okay, so that's well pretty now, good. Now I feel okay about Clayton. <laughs> so I think uh, Clayton's saying we should do, uh, we should bring lunch meat back with me and Sully. And okay. that's probably not going to happen. But it might. I, I don't could know, just, man. I could just bring like a, one of those things of turkey, honey ham. A honey ham? You know, like a little thing you get at the store. Sandwich? <laughs> yeah, sandwich. <laughs> okay. We'll make it make a deluxe lunch meat. I love it. Ooh, deluxe. That would be good. I love <laughs> it. I like that name. Well, if you were going to do like a special kind of show. Yeah. That's true. Today's that guest, I apologize. Maybe a sandwich puppet. <laughs> I haven't even got to today's guest. Kim distracted me. We have Del Cielo Brewing Company out of Martinez, our old uh, city, our old headquarters. Uh, they've come all the way from Martinez, so, you know, 15 minutes or whatever. And I'm pretty excited to get them in. They're they're uh, sort of a, one of those up-and-coming breweries you read about. They're already expanding. They were here before the show telling us about how they've already, they already have three new tanks in, and they've only been open not even two years. Yeah. So they're really sort of progressing. They're expanding properly. We have a lot of good beer on tap from them they are in the studio which i always appreciate uh cielo and luis are here to talk to us about home brewing and making that transition and all that kind of fun stuff we'd like to talk about on the brewing network all right i think that's it i think we're gonna take a break we've already sort of like over it's a good thing we're not doing that thing bev and uh so let us take a break we're gonna come back with the folks from del cielo brewing it's the session welcome back kim it's good to to have you We'll see you in a second. Hang on. You're tuned into the session. Because life's too short to listen to crappy radio. And welcome back, everybody. This is the session. We're here interviewing the folks from Del Cielo Brewing in Martinez, California. Luis and Cielo are in the studio. How you guys doing? Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, did I not turn you on? I got Let me push a button. Hold on. Let me try that again, Luis. How are you? Hey, I'm pretty good. There How's we go. Going? Not too bad. Not too bad. And Cielo, how you doing? You all right? Doing good. Thanks you good? for having all right. us. All right. You guys have been here for a little bit, so you look really relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we want. That's what we told you to get here at four, and then we give you as much free beer as possible to get you loose up, because uh, we're going to ask for all your passwords for everything, and it's going to be a fun time. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. 
Uh, so you guys are relatively brand new on the beer scene. You're out in Martinez, which was we have a studio out uh, right off Main Street, or actually right on Main Street for um, a couple of years. So I apologize. We, uh, we missed your timeline there. But when did you guys open? We opened in May 2018. Yes. Okay. Pretty fresh. So you're almost you're on, you're coming up on two years. Yeah, we're coming in two years, uh, and we normally do like a nice. Well, our first anniversary was on May eighth, and we decided to to do like three days instead of just one day. Sure. Why not? Wow. Yeah. So okay. that was that was kind of a long weekend for me. Like on Sunday, I, I actually <laughs> didn't want to drink any more beer. Yeah. So, it was fun though. It was yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like we brought a bunch of uh, different musicians, different beers. We did a bunch of different releases. So I think this year we're just gonna do like two two days. Yeah. You're gonna do two days. You're gonna drop it. Yeah. You're gonna drop it down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's two days, but it's but it's forty eight hours. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like nonstop partying. Okay, and it's gonna be the same kind of thing, like a, bi- a bunch of musicians and big kind of party vibe. Yeah, we normally bring a lot of like um, different music. We we definitely love reggae. We definitely mm-hmm. love like. Uh, so I'm from Colombia, so I definitely. I'm she. My wife is from Puerto Rico, so we love like salsa music, like right, jazz. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, kind of everything like infused with every single like different type of genre. Sure. Yeah. Well, I feel like we're close enough to. Uh, Where's a good pocket uh, in the Bay Area for for music like like Latin jazz? I love Latin jazz every now and then, you know. And like, where where do you is it Oakland? I would imagine Berkeley. Yeah, you get a lot of people going through like Ashkenaz or whatever. Like, I'm sure you have a a, a large talent pool to draw from to bring that kind of music out here. Yeah, there's a couple. I think there's one or two places in Oakland. I know that yeah. there's a one big one in San Francisco, which is Cigar Bar. I think mm-hmm. that's the name. Okay. They play a lot of like Latin music and like open patio, which is a lot of fun too. Yeah. Nice. That's tight. I like yeah. it. And people are responding. I mean, Martinez is a big. Uh, Dude, we love, love Martinez. That? Yeah. Okay. It's so great. Yeah. All right. What made you pick Martinez? Mm, uh, that's a good story. Yeah. So we before we decide to go into Martinez, mm-hmm. we were looking for different locations around the area. So we live in Warner Creek. Okay. We look. Uh, uh, Walnut Creek, Pleasant Hill, Concord. Uh, Concord. Sure. Uh, we were like super close to getting to Concord, and then we found this place in Martinez, just because we were doing. So in Martinez, Dante Martinez did do something that is called the Zombie Crawl mm-hmm. and yeah. the Santa Crawl. Yeah. <laughs> so we were doing a Santa uh, Zombie Crawl. Zombie Crawl. Zombie Crawl. Okay. So right. we did like, uh, and it's kind of nice because like. We this was on a old McDonald's building, and all the those members. So we were pouring beer at the old McDonald's uh, building. Okay, and we just were in, like walking around, and then we saw this place and started talking to business, like to different business owners. It's like, hey, we we're looking into open a brewery. Like oh you gotta come to Martinez dude you gotta come to Martinez sure Every, everybody like super friendly the guys from the bike shop the coffee shop a couple of restaurants you guys gotta come and check Martinez so then we kind of start looking for locations in Martinez and mm-hmm. we found this great building which is like 6,500 square feet it used to be a commercial laundry in the 1930s so there's a lot okay. of, like, like a lot of nice history behind that. We even have like pictures, pictures from the uh, from the 1930s. Um, 
I think we still have like a couple hangers from the yeah. commercial laundry, which is <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Cool. Yeah, wow. yeah, and I think that the phone number is like nine twelve. <laughs> okay, just yeah. three numbers. Three numbers. Wow. That's it. Super simple. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure you, you're having some play off of that too, maybe with some of the beers you're making, or not quite. Um, keeping not it quite away yet. from the history of the building. Okay. Yeah. Not yet. All right. Yeah. But I, I like, like the idea. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it's free. I get. <laughs> Anyone, I get uh, my standard fee is ten percent of all, all right, the profits on right. the beer. So uh, I'm, all, I'm always looking for fine. help on on beer names. So okay, you know, that's, well, that's the that's the most difficult part of beer names, right? <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. Our our Twitter game is actually about naming a beer. That <laughs> yeah. that we're gonna do a, a BN club at my brewery this weekend. So, yeah, it'll be yeah, a good time. I'm, I'm that's such a good idea. Yeah, our beer names are are weird. It's I think it's crazy though that you have a, a building from the 1930s that the Basically, there was trash there still from the original owner of the, of the building. That's kind of cool. I, yeah. I appreciate that. I was in um, Isleton. You guys got to the Delta at all? Mm -mm. No. A little small town. They had a bunch of, um, of Chinese immigrants when they were out there, I think about the same time in the 20s, 30s, building the levees out there. And at one point, there was like 40,000 people in this small town. Now there's like nobody really out there. It's just this little kind of river town. But it was an old like opium den. It's, anyway, I'm, excuse me. I missed a point. There's a bar <laughs> out there. <laughs> like Meanwhile, whatever, whatever the, 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 the name of the bar is. But it's, uh, it's an actually a really nice craft beer bar. They have like 25 taps out there. And there was a, a beer release going on for Evil 3, the Heretic uh, yeah. Triple IPA, which I had none of. Uh, but it's still a good time. But the bar is, is now in – it was in an old uh, – like opium den and whorehouse. And I always thought like, I would love to just go through some of these old buildings that still haven't been touched since that kind of era yeah. and just pop the floorboards and just see what, like, you know what I mean? I, I, I would love, yeah, I would love to because you know, there's stuff. Yeah. Maybe not opium, but hopefully opium. That'd, well, be, that'd be tight, right? Maybe I mean, there's some dead bodies. Like, dead bodies? I'm thinking like oh, knives gosh. or playing cards or money, something. Yeah. Just some sort of like knickknack. It's like yeah, American pickers, kinda, but weirder. Some kind of leave behind. Yeah. Some Looking for some gold or something like that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, even <laughs> I would be fine with hangers. I don't know. I think that'd be fun. You know, <laughs> nice. I, I redid yeah, my I house know. and I pull, we pulled drywall up this one thing and, yeah. it, and it had written on a board, Frank owes Joe <laughs> oh, wow. $25. Yeah. And I left it up. I was you like, have to. All right. That's a, that Frank owes Joe $25. See, that's I a beer name. I for one of my kids to ask, like, what does that mean? Yeah. So who's Frank. Joe? Yeah, yeah. who's Frank? Yeah, who's, Frank? <laughs> who's Frank? Joe? Did Frank ever get paid? No. I did, don't. Did Joe I'm ever get paid? I'm assuming not, because somebody would have, like, crossed that shit out, right? <laughs> yeah, you hope. You hope. <laughs> How nice. long were you uh, looking for a spot before you... Settled on the oh, Martinez. I would say we we looked a for year. like a year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we definitely wanted to find like the right space for you have to for what we wanted to do. It's a big investment. Yeah, it's a big investment. So how long before that did you know you wanted to open a brewery? Uh, probably like a year before that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys, like, honestly, that's breakneck speed. That's fast You're track, really right? Fast. Yeah. You guys must have more focus than I do. That's, that, that's what my <laughs> wife said. Louise is like, you know, black and white, just go, go, go. I love, yeah. I mean, that's what you make need. Make it happen. That's okay. what you need to make stuff happen. Like, you need to have the drive and the get shit done attitude. Well, I think, especially in, in, in commercial brewing. You, if you want to open a brewery, especially uh, even in this market, you have to do it now. If you're waiting six months, that market may not be there for you. I right. feel like it is yeah. it is a lot of timing more so now than, than ever, right? Is that fair to say? I mean, yeah, and I think it's about finding like, the right location, 
uh, trying to figure out who you are, like who you represent, what's your, what's the story behind you, like, yeah, who, who, like, what are the customers that you're trying to reach out, you know? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the community you want to build as well. Yeah. For us, like the brewery is pretty much an extension of our home. So we were looking for a space that not only had um, the space for the production, but we wanted to feel like a really big living room. Like we okay. want like kids running around. Yeah. We want families there. Oh, you do. Okay, good. I appreciate that as having a kid because there's a lot of breweries like we don't want kids in here. It's fine. But dogs <laughs> are fine. But kids, no, you can't have kids. It's like, well, then you're alienating. A, a chunk of your potential customer base. I mean, yeah. you, know, you can't, it's not like free range children. You got to keep track of everybody, but still, well, let, let kids here. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we, you know? so uh, parents come with kids. Like, we have like a big cage where we just give a ticket to the parents. They, they get a beer, they put the, ki- the kids in a cage. And Please then... tell me you do because I'll be there. <laughs> right. I'll, I'm going right now. <laughs> Actually, I tried to do that, but she didn't agree with me. No. Well, you know what? Look, McDonald's, speaking of McDonald's, they do that. They have a play area. They got a ball pit. Right. Why can't you do that? I'm waiting for that, for for Brew to have that kind of outdoor, basically to take over an old McDonald's. Yeah. And leave the play area, leave the ball pit, leave the the have a trail hamster thing that they have going on. And then that's it. I'm thinking like drop off daycare. Drop off daycare. This is something we literally explored. (laughs) Slash Brewery? No. Well, so we have... We have our brewery building and we have two additional spaces that we use for storage, but we don't like use the whole space in one of them. And I was like, what if we had a drop off daycare? That would be rad. And it could be be like an additional business. But then it was like we abandoned the idea. But if you guys want to use that, (laughs) I think it's a lot. It's like every kid is just giving some popcorn and just, I don't know. A bunch of candy. Yeah. And then you check with you like eight, eight hours. Yeah, we're just gonna put frozen on repeat and it'll be fine. Every <laughs> on you know one, on one side is frozen, followed by frozen two, <laughs> right. and then there's like a, a tricycle um, race course right. that they can do. And then there's a ball pit and then yeah. a lifeguard is there mm-hmm. to like make sure nobody is <laughs> I love it. Personally. In the ball pit. I yeah. love it. I would never leave my kid there, but I love it. <laughs> I know. And then, yeah. But then but then all of a sudden you realize they're actually kids can be cool at a brewery. Yeah, totally. Sure. Yeah, just like Not people kids, can be cool, kids can be no, cool. Some kids. Yeah, my kid will sit there and just stare at everybody. Well, <laughs> you know? yeah, I, I bet your kid does well. My kids yeah. think they own the place, and they don't do very well sometimes. Well, I wonder if it's because they sort of grew up in a brewery, I they, guess, right? They kind of forget phrase. that sometimes we have guests and they can't just <laughs> run amok. <laughs> right. So, Well, how did you guys get involved in commercial brewing? It sounds like maybe you were home brewing beforehand. Yeah. Uh, those people? Um, Dozers? Dozers, yeah. yes. Go Doze. Um, <laughs> yeah, so long story short, we kind of... So, I'm originally from Colombia, so I moved yeah. to the U.S. in 2006. Okay. So I moved to Ohio to do my master's. Ohio? Yeah. Don't ask why. Oh, why? I can't <laughs> really, because I really want to. I don't know. Uh, so I moved to Ohio to do my MBA. Okay. So my background is in economics and finance, so then I moved to the U.S. to do an MBA. Okay. Perfect. Uh, and then I just stayed in Ohio, worked for a private equity company for like four years, uh, three years before that. I met Tilomar. In Ohio. In Ohio. In Ohio. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, who would have like, thought Ohio? Dude, so someone from Colombia and Puerto Rico yeah. meeting in Ohio. Exactly. That's that's why we moved to to California. <laughs> it's a little more diverse than Ohio. Yeah. Nothing no, bad like, about Ohio. But had you been to the states before? Yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time in definitely when I was a kid in Florida. You know, like okay, probably go every summer to. Disney World, Disney and World, thing. hell yeah, dude. Okay. Um, but uh, ever been to Ohio? No. So is it a culture so the, shock? So the story behind Ohio is that my my sister she she moved from Colombia to to Ohio because she's a physician and she okay. worked for the Cleveland Clinic. Okay. Oh. So then when when I finished high school in Colombia, so in Colombia you do eleven years, and then I came as an exchange student to do my twelve year in Oregon. Okay. So got it. When I went back, I did my master in economics. I, I did a specialization like a master in finance and then yeah. I came to the US to do my MBA. And then I was between Oregon and Ohio. I'm like, okay, Oregon I'm gonna have to pay rent. Ohio <laughs> My sister will help me with some time, and then until I get a job. So yeah. definitely, it was kind of stay close to to the family, trying to figure out what I want to do. Sure. Well, so, that's the economics of you. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. You are good at rent. economics. Yes. Then, yeah. What am I gonna do? So definitely, I stay there. Then <clears throat> we met like in 20, 2007. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, we just met one night. We danced all night. Nice. Here we are. I love <laughs> it. Classic love story. Yeah, it's good. Nice. You came out to California. Were you homebrewing in Ohio? No. So, uh -huh. um, so when I moved from Colombia to Ohio, my first beer was a Dogfish Nightmare. Okay. And that was two thousand two thousand six. That's a hell of a starter beer. Yeah, I'm like, oh my Dogfish god. Dogfish 90 no, minute IPA. Like, yeah, for sure. I'm like, dude, so I just waste my time drinking crappy beer. <laughs> right. So from there, every time that we were going to a bar, like we'll get like half pours or every single bar, every single beer we can find in the menu. Okay. And then whenever we go into let's say that we're going to like michigan or something close you know in in ohio we'll drive and it's like a three-hour drive but it will take us th like three days because we're stopping every single brewery <laughs> on our way there nice so you were you were bitten by the beer bug pretty hard. yes oh. yeah it was uh, yeah yeah and, and she loved beer too so it was kind of great okay did, what did you what did you think about the 90 minute Love it. Yeah, you yeah. love it too. Yeah. Really, from the beginning. But I've evolved crazy a lot, I would say. Like before, I would yeah. used to do yeah. all the Belgian beers and like saisons. Okay, yeah. so you had and sort then, of a background on it too. So you're like, that's a 90 minute IPA. Yeah, I know, I get it. But for Luis, it was night and day. Yeah, I think so. All right. Yeah, because like like in Colombia, we have like I don't know, like Budweiser, Col Colombian style Budweiser, sure. which is kind of similar but a little bit more body. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So after that, from Ohio, we we were there in Ohio for like four or five years, almost like five years, mm, more like less. four. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's like the weather sucks, man. It's, <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. So we right. start looking for like, okay, we have to get out of here. Yeah. Silomar uh, got a job in California, and then we'll like start the transition over here. I got I got an, a, a job over here, and then I moved to California too. Um. And once we moved to California, it's like, okay, shit. So this is like, this is like the real thing. Yeah. You know? uh, what do you they, mean? 
like real expensive. Just be your wife. No, 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 like real wife. Okay. But again, like I think it's more expensive, but we we paying for the weather. Oh the yeah, beer. it's w- of yeah. course it's more expensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for so sure. So when we got here, like the the beer scene, it was like totally different than Ohio. Mm-hmm. You're right. Okay. And, and there's like so many breweries that we went to, so many places that we stopped. And every time that uh, that we were going to a friend's house, I will go to like Monument liquor store and just buy like right. three six packs and just like do like different things down here in Concord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I l- love that place. Yeah, yeah. absolutely and, great. And I will come to my friends. It's like, hey, I got this beer. She's like, oh man, you again? I just want to <laughs> drink beer. It's like, no, let's try this. It's so exciting. So, so like, it got to a point like my yeah. friends like, dude, you gotta start brewing beer. So your friends were like, that. we just want to chill and drink beer. And you're like, no, let's, let's hyper-analyze it because I can't yeah. get it out of my head. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this beer. Like, can we just chug the beer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can, we just, can we just chug the beer, please, Luis? Yeah, so we got to a point where it's like, you got to brew beer, you got to homebrew. It's like, yeah. no. So I'm super OCD. I don't like, I don't like messy things. Okay. Super organized. So it's like. Cielo's nodding her head. I can see it's it so in the corner funny. of my eye. Yeah, because when he said he was going to start brewing, I was like, sure. Like, I think he'll do it for like one time or two, and then she'll, he'll be just annoyed by all the mess. So yeah. I mean, it won't last. Like, that was my thought. Okay. Boy, were you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just was really into cleaning afterwards. Like, yeah. Well, good. I mean, that's honestly the best trait for right? brewers to be, totally. like, meticulously clean. Yeah. We yeah. spend a lot of time doing that. Absolutely. Sure. I mean, yeah. you got to enjoy cleaning or else you're just sad most of the time. <laughs> that's the reason. <laughs> that's the main reason I don't homebrew anymore because I don't enjoy cleaning, like, cleaning mm. kegs and stuff like that. Yeah. I, can't stand it. I couldn't stand that before, and which is why my beer always sucked. But <laughs> I like the recipe formulation side of things. But definitely that helps. And I could see getting sort of into the, the 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 vibe and the mode of cleaning up after a brew day when you're you know three or four years into home brewing. There's sort of something zen about it. Yeah. So calming, you know. Yeah. I would say our garage floor was just like beautiful <laughs> sure yeah. absolutely i don't know he sounds like the ideal man <laughs> yeah. congratulations you got you. any friends thanks yeah. <laughs> he come brew and clean let's do it that's right, <laughs> yeah. that's right. you had me at cleaning yeah. <laughs> so your friends sound like sort of pushed you into into home brewing yeah so i'm like oh, i'm not i'm not brewing that's too complicated blah blah i'm like yeah. so on one of my birthdays they all got together and gave me a, a gift certificate from more beers. Like, nice. I'm like, shit. Now so I gotta, cool. now I gotta brew. Now you have to do it. It's like I want to use those 200 bucks. So <laughs> I went to, <laughs> so I went to more beer. Yeah. Right here in Concord, um, and got the kid. I got like the, like the beginning kid. You know, mm-hmm. like the, the basic. I think it was like a. Eight and a half gallon pot. Oh, okay. I'm trying like to remember. That. The advanced, maybe? I don't know. I can't remember. So, it's been a long time. Yeah. So yeah. we got that. And okay, I, I got the first. Um, I didn't do my own recipe. I just got one of the kids that were already done. Yeah, smart. Uh, I I believe, actually, it was a session IPA. Okay. Um, and then we we'll, we'll start brewing at home. Nice. How'd it come out? That's the big question. It came out. 
It came out pretty good. You could drink it. Yeah, yeah. We, we did drink it. Not me. My first, my first six beers, I couldn't. You couldn't drink them. No. Terrible. Really? Oh my god. <laughs> They're terrible. Yeah, Ben's first. It was t- but I think I helped you with it, so that's why it sucked. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we did that. I think it was like November. Ay ay ay. What year was that? Uh, I don't remember the year, but it was a really <laughs> long brew. So I've been only okay. I've been only brewing like five years. Okay. Five or six years. All right. Um, and you're and you're already almost two years into owning a brewery. Yeah. That's crazy to me. You really do fast track <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. I, I love it. I guess you're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so the first brew, so this was like November. It was like super cold. Okay. Your first homebrew? Yes. First yeah. homebrew. Okay. So we live in a multi-level condo. Mm-hmm. And town we home. town home, and we decided to do our first brew on our stove. Oh sure, so uh, eight gallons. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that you know, really you know well. what I'm going right. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I used to work customer service at Morbier, so I know uh, I've gotten yeah. these phone calls. I don't know why it's not boiling. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I could tell you. Yeah, so it took us it took us like around like an hour and a half to get to boil. Yeah. And then once we get to boil, okay, we got to cool down. Oh, we don't have a host connection in our kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So we open the window from the kitchen, throw the hose through okay. the window. Sure. And the window had a screen, so we have to remove the screen, throw the throw the hose connected to the... Uh, to the outside. To the outside, which is like in front of the garage. Right. <laughs> You so, look like crazy people to everyone driving by. Pretty I'm much. Sure. Yeah. So here I am in the second floor, and CLMR is at the uh, outside in November, like super Freezing. cold. And this is like 35 degrees, and it was like already like 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. And she's like, How are we doing? I'm like, I don't know, 190, <laughs> 189. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So are you running through, like, a coil to yeah. try to cool So the we work? have an immersion chiller. Oh, mm-hmm. goodness. On a five, on an eight-and-a-half-gallon pot, but we yeah. were doing, like, a five-gallon uh, batch. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So here, here's me and my, the, the environmental-friendly person trying to collect all the water that we were using. I used every single pot that we had in the kitchen. <laughs> How adorable. I mean, I love that. But I guarantee you that was the only time you did that. No, actually. Really? I, yeah. I'm impressed. So, which is funny because then, out, so to finish the, the horrible <laughs> brewing session, yeah. the beer ferment pretty pretty well. I always have the fermentation, like a, like a small... Um, Freezer that I convert in, into a um, do a fermentation, fermentation chamber, chamber right? kind of oh, that yeah. thing. Yeah. So from the beginning, I always have like fermentation control, which is that's all you need. That's yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we for the beer fermented. Oh, and I was uh, I wasn't kegging from the beginning. So the first for the first six months, I mm-hmm. was bottling. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was doing bottles. Yeah. So then uh, we bottled the beer. Uh, it was done, carbonating and everything. So we tried. It, it went pretty good. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was it was pretty decent beer. Uh, and we finished it. That's great. Of course, all, all your friends like, oh, free beer. Yeah, I'll drink it. Free beer. It's yeah. delicious. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. They always yeah. Yeah. Just keep drinking. It's amazing. You have 20% more friends for yeah. sure. 
So we kind of went from like, I kind of went from like brewing like once a month to like brewing once a week. There you go. And yeah. then I started brewing like two two times a week, like three times a week. We got to a point where we have more beer that we can drink. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> six tabs all the time. Really? Six and tab, what six were you thinking, Cielo? What were you thinking during this time when he's sort of ramping up his his brewing? Are you thinking, does he have a problem? <laughs> do you do I need to step in, or were were you very supportive? I imagine of the whole process. I was super supportive, yeah. but I would say it was super random in terms of because we had so much beer. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! We had to get I, rid of the beer. Right? I know where she's coming. Okay. I know where she's going. <laughs> okay. So it started like Luis every single month started um, scheduling a release party. Okay. So we would have <laughs> friends come over to yeah. try the beer, give us feedback, and kind of like get rid of the beer so he could brew more beer. Sure. Yeah. But it started with friends and then it was like friends of friends and then it was like random people that he just met in an airplane. <laughs> like house parties going on. <laughs> like literally, uh, the last party we had was December. We had about like 80 people in the house. Jeez. We had to open the windows because it was so AC, hot inside of the house. In December. Yes. Wow. I love it. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think that's when we were like, you know what? Maybe we just kind of open a spot. That's when you had the, <laughs> yeah. the thought. And when people you pay for it's it. It's like you guys opened a brewery before you opened a brewery. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, I think that's at so that point, we were, I was already working on, on the business plan for the brewery. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it was a seed sort of back then. Yeah, yeah. I got to a point like, okay, I, I guess. And I, and I joined those, and I was always bringing beers, and then was... I started like into competitions as a home brewer, mm -hmm. uh, doing like super good as a home brewer. So I'm like, oh, maybe I can do this as a business. Yeah. So, yeah, like the the last beer release that we did it was crazy. We have we have like 80 people or of our apartment. Do you ever get shut down by the cops? Not really. Really? No, we we always invite our, our neighbors. Yes, that was so, smart. That's smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. The key to having parties is make friends <laughs> with your neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when Tillamar was saying that our brewery is an extension of our house, that's that's what we mean. Like because that's what we meant because it's literally like right now you when people go to our to the breweries, like mm -hmm. is is because you is the first time that you've been there or because you used to be of our beer releases before. Okay. So you like you can see like the growth, you can see how the beer is changing, you can see what what we've done with all those notes that you give us when because one of the re the requirements is like you gotta drink the beer, but you gotta write notes. You, you gotta, gotta mm -hmm. you're making them work for it. Yeah. I love it. Do feedback. Right feedback. I love yeah. it. How far and then we're gonna drink some of this beer because it's it's frankly calling my name. Um, how long into the house parties did you sort of have this thought of, hey, I'm maybe I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get feedback to make my beer the best it can be for maybe when one day I ever open a brewery. Like was that was that does that make sense? Was it in your four in, in your brain, sort of from the get go from these parties, or did it sort of evolve from maybe the last six months or whatever? You know what I mean? How 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 long were you collecting data from everybody? I think um, to use commercially for the for the first like two or three releases that we did we didn't do the like the questionnaire but after mm -hmm. that like I just need to get some feedback from my friends and they're probably okay. just gonna give me like a real feedback it's like oh this is like I I did like every single style that you can think about it yeah uh, even like styles that I didn't like I just brew them just to to see like what's the difference between the style what's the difference about the yeast the hop the the dream build everything so yeah 
so I think after like I don't know like three or four releases then we start like we have like a an actual like a, sheet like a official okay. sheet that you have to that you have to like complete comments and it's funny because we not so we always have like six six tabs at our house and yeah. you see like people writing from on the first one there's like a bunch of comments the second one is like oh it's kind of average <laughs> but the fifth one is like you just say like good bad <laughs> yeah, right. I, I i can't think anymore yeah, yeah. that it, sounds it was, like beer judging honestly yeah <laughs> i think yeah. that's how it goes at, at yeah. uh, beer judging events too absolutely sometimes. yeah so okay. it, was, it was a lot of fun yeah I th that's very smart you know even if you were just sort of toying with the idea of opening a place back then why not get the feedback? Because if, if anything, it's just going to help you as a home brewer progress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if yeah. you can translate that to commercial success, which you clearly have, well, that's all the better. Yeah. And so once you open, all these people that helped you get to where you guys are, it must have been like a second home for them. Totally. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. You get to share in the success. Yeah. Uh, let's drink some beer. Let's stop talking all about right. it for a second. What do we got in our glass here? So we got on the left one, we got uh, Orale, which is our Mexican Orale. lager. Um, basically, it's just, um, this is our, our beer that we always have on tap. Um, it's probably Cielomar's favorite beer. You always have a Mexican lager on tap? Mm -hmm. <sighs> Thank you. Seriously? It's one of my yeah. favorite styles, and I, I, they're so hard to do mm -hmm. well. They're hard to find. They're hard to find. They're hard to do well. Yeah. So this is very good. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So so just for me and maybe anyone listening, like what what do you what makes it a Mexican lager? So like our version of our Mexican lager is um, so obviously we want to use a Mexican lager yeast. Mm -hmm. If not, you just doing like a like a Pilsen style lager of mm -hmm. Mexican. So our recipe is like super simple. We do. Uh, the bill is like almost like 90% like Pilsen. We use uh, uh, obviously some uh, flake corn. Mm -hmm. um, for this one, I use some Munich one just to give like some kind of that bready, yes, uh, yeah. kind of support the the sweetness. So that that sweetness that you're getting, you just getting it from from the yeast profile that that the Mexican lager yeast provides you know so having that munich it just kind of balance that uh, i think it also enhances the corn because mm -hmm. i do get some of the corn thing going on but it sort of transitions directly to the biscuit right that biscuity you know yeah. thing from the munich and it works very well together mm -hmm. and it makes it a unique mexican lager it gives it a unique sort of uh aftertaste and and um and flavor yeah. that well it's not just one thing or another, right? It's you. You have that layered combination. Mm -hmm. Pretty good on that. That's yeah. a very good beer. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm yes. almost done with my sample. I'm like trying to like milk oh, it to. It's <laughs> super, <laughs> super drinkable. So mm -hmm. just wow. brilliantly clear. Yeah. So you have it on beer. all the time. Is it? Is it? What a flagship! I don't even know if that's if you can use the F word anymore in the brewing industry. It's still to have February. A flagship beer? <laughs> what does that mean? Flagship February. Never heard of it. The industry tried to make it a thing, and it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is it your most popular beer? So we have so one of the fermenters is dedicated for this beer. Mm. So one just, fermenter just for the beer. Yeah, it just Man. kind of in and out, in and out, in and out, just like. Yeah, just pumping uh, orale all the time. Yeah, if we don't have it at the brewery at the tap room. People are not happy. Yeah, 
I and mean, is it is it a logger where it's taking like four or six weeks or is it no. quicker turn? We do a, a quick fermentation. Really? I'm shocked yeah. and appalled and sort of turned on by that. <laughs> I am I am intrigued. I'd love to hear more. It doesn't taste because... I, <laughs> no, it doesn't. My it track record really for picking out loggers that aren't loggered is pretty good. I'm saying 80, 90 percent. Right. I, I, I wouldn't I, I couldn't tell so I don't want to tell you how long it takes us to have this beer ready because then you're gonna kill me but. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're far enough away I mean I have a reach but I couldn't I couldn't reach you I think you can get out of the way what do you uh, no, give, give so, us a little tip um so we normally do this uh, this beer like brew to last like in two weeks wow, wow. yeah that's amazing actually and that cl- level uh, of clarity with a, with the, yeah. that turnover, color me impressed. How do you? Can you? Would you mind explaining your magic? Um, your Colombian magic. So, <laughs> so we, um, so what we do, like definitely, we do. Um, actually, we don't. We don't even do a ninety boil. So we do a sixty minute boil. Okay. Um. So well, and there's no DMS from all that pilsner either. Like normally, that's why right. you do a ninety, right, on something that pilsner uh, heavy. Yes and no, because I think a lot of that just comes during the fermentation too. That you can just clear okay. through. Okay. Um. So basically, what I do is, uh, just uh, pitch the yeast as low as you can. It's normally like fifty-five, fifty-six, um, because we have the. Like if we do like a twenty barrel batch, then the glycol is gonna get warm and all the all the things. So we normally pitch like around like fifty five, fifty six. Okay. Then high on the lager range. Yeah. Yeah. So just because we're trying to get the yeast super active, then yeah. we, we kill the glycol for twenty twenty four hours on that fermenter, and then once we come back the next day, the yeast like, oh, what's what's happening here? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm super happy. Yeah, right. <laughs> So what I do is I'll bring it down all the way to 52. Okay, so you, you pitch at 55, let's say, let it free rise for 24 hours. And so then when, when, I, when I get back the next day, it's yeah. probably like a 59, 50, oh, 60. Okay, that's a pretty decent... Well, I don't know, like, is it? That's pretty, pretty good, I, I, right? Or is this, that average? Or? I, this doesn't offend my logger brain at yeah, all. Yeah, me too. I, I think it's totally... Yeah, my lizard totally brain cool. is fine, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, so you bring it down to 52 the next day. Yeah. All right. So I bring it down to 52, then I'll set up my... Once it hits 52, I hold it at 55 for like three days. Okay. And then I just do like one degree per day. And once, Raising it? Yeah, Raising it up. Okay. Raising it up. Once... Uh, once it gets to like 59, 60, I just like kill the glycol, let it go up and for the yeast to do all the work. Kind of try try to clear like any DMS that, that is on, on the on the beer. You are OCD. I would never do that. That's so many like, that's very hands-on. So like I brew this beer so much that I don't even get the recipe out anymore. But yeah. everything on this beer is just fermentation. Yeah, right, and well, so it's, so it's you're a really cool fermentation profile, honestly. It really That's is, and cool. I mean, and 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 you're you're sort of hand making the fermentation profile, and it's not under you know pressure, I mean? right? No, it's, you're no, just, it's, it's you're atmospheric yeah, yeah, yeah. pressure. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I I don't know if we I'm sure we, we've we've talked to people that are doing similar things, but to me this is like this is very 
hands-on is the only thing I can think about where wow. it's it's very like like you are influencing well, the, it's so, t- the, t- it's so the, the yeast profile. Mm-hmm. It's so deliberately, deliberate. right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like but for and multiple days, not just one day or when to kill it or when to pitch or whatever, but for multiple days. Yeah, I I I love it. Just poking, but I just like poking buns. Maybe that's it. Maybe you just like. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is funny because, like, this beer is more difficult to brew in the winter than in the summer. Yeah. Okay. Just, beca- just because in the summer you have the ability to, oh, shoot, it went too cold. Yeah. It's going to go up again. But if, for example, if you're, like, on day three or four, well, more like day four and five, and then the yeast is kind of, oh, I'm already almost done, and then you're, like, at 56, <laughs> I like your yeast yeah, voice, by the way. It's not going to go up anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. like, I have to babysit this beer a lot. So, yeah. Sounds like it. But, but it's good. That we, it's yeah, the great. result is awesome. That's a great beer. Well, and this is a winter time brew that we're having, so obviously this one didn't fail at all. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we brew this beer, like, twice a month. Um, again, like, we just keep going. And the yeast is amazing. Oh. Like, we've done, like, 18... 18 generations of the years. Wow. Really? Yeah. Well, you picked a great name, appropriate name for it. Right? <laughs> Orale. Orale. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. That's fantastic. Thank you. That's a very, very good beer. What's our next beer we got? We got, uh, this is our first uh, ghost that we that we done. Uh, We're excited about it. And it's called Que Paso Gose. Que Paso Instead of, mm-hmm. instead of, ¿qué pasó, Jose? It's more like, ¿qué pasó, Jose? Oh. Got it. Okay. I love it. Uh, so this is basically our sales guys, uh, Tom and Joel. They're like, make us a, make us a goza, make us a goza. Dude's like, it's too cool for a goza. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Make it. We'll sell it. So then Tom, he normally drinks Palomas, which is a tequila, grapefruit, and lime. Okay. And it, literally, good, and it literally just tastes like this. Tequila, grapefruit, and lime. So it's like a greyhound, but with tequila? Uh, I don't know, because I, I don't have, I a haven't had a, a Paloma ever, I think. Okay. I think a greyhound is just vodka, and, and I'm looking and, at Kim now. Yes, and, grapefruit and, and juice. Grapefruit <laughs> juice, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, so we use, uh, so we have a, a puree distributor that he's starting to bring fruits from Colombia. So oh, really? this wow. so this lime is coming from Colombia and and the grapefruit we just got it from uh, Oregon fruits. Okay. Yeah. We, so col- limes from Colombia. Yeah. You should say that on the label, that's for sure. I think we we do. Okay. I mean a, a label. It's an Avery label cuz of the can <laughs> is just a thing. So I'm like it's not your label. I understand the Orale uh, label's great. That's great. And and this is just like very much a uh, thing. So let me, it smells amazing. And you kettle soured this or yeah. yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. That lime. I really love with it. With that grapefruit. I haven't even tasted yet, and I just, it's one of those beers you just want to smell. Oh, you haven't tasted it? No, not yet. <laughs> I'm just i am just going off on the aroma right now. Yeah, I think it's like, it's very balanced. It's not yeah. too tart either. And you guys added salt to it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, that's. Just a very light-handed application of salt. It's yeah. like, oh, it's it, delicious. It, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like. Like grease, greasing a wheel where it just, you, you swallow it and you're like, oh, of course I'm going to drink more of this. You I know don't what I mean? Think, it's I don't think analogy. you, I don't think you know what, Kim? drunk that Here. much grease. I totally you, why don't you it. go shuffle papers <laughs> until you get a paper cut, okay? I'm going to just 
just turn off my microphone. Yeah, well, I could, but I'd rather threaten your life. I don't. Uh, know. I don't think he has enough fingers to turn off all the microphones. I'm gonna wave a stack of paper at you and booga, 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 booga. Um, it is. A, it's a great analogy because it flows. It's a terrible analogy, but. It's it's one of those beers where you you don't have to think twice about having another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, not even like, oh hey, I should have another one. It's like, of course, it's a it's a it's a given thought. Yes, it's just yeah, it's it, you're just gonna go back to this. And and the thing I love about a goza is just that tiny bit of saltiness. It just makes you thirsty and makes you want to drink more. I mean, this is going to kill it as There's, soon as it gets slightly warm. Yeah, exactly. and, and I think a lot of gozas don't have a salt uh, content like this. They're a little sweeter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has a salt backbone that really sort of smooths everything out, and it's very, very light mm-hmm. with that grapefruit and that right. lime coming through. And the sour, like you were saying, it's just, it's perfect. It's not too much of this or too much of that. It's great. Thank when you. the fruit tastes so fresh, yeah. too. Present I mean, it, it tastes awesome. Have you won any awards for this beer? Because if you we haven't, just, I'm going to riot. We just we just brewed it like a week ago. Really? Yeah. Never before. So Yeah, this is our first Goza. So hold oh, on to Jesus. that Goza. Because believe it or yeah. not, I mean, from my experience, a sour beer will hold up for a long time. And you just tuck a sixtal of this Goza away and mm. enter it in a big competition. Oh, really? Seriously. Mm. Be, it doesn't have to be like right now. I'm going hi- to I'm gonna have to hide it from our sales guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just, just uh, label it as like, oh, whoops, this is a mistake, but please don't dump <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, clean, uh, caustic. No. Hot caustic. Don't use. Yeah. Backhead. <laughs> <laughs> skull and crossbones oh, and yeah. like your own code. Nobody will know what it is. No, we're pretty excited about this beer. This, uh, this was more like a... Um, with our team, we kind of start like adding fruit. It's like okay, we are. I think the first time we added one, like a forty, what was it like forty-eight pounds of grapefruit, um, like forty-four of of limes. Like oh, let's add a little bit more lime. Mix it up. Oh, okay. I, I I think the salt we got it we got it right for the first time. Mm-hmm. But then we just keep adding fruit, mix it up. Let it cold trash a little bit, and it's like, okay, I think we're ready. So this is post-fermentation, but in the fermenter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, and so yeah. you're mixing it up. How do you how do you add the fruit? How do we add the fruit? Just yeah, or add the fruit the, juice. Like, you yeah, put it in a keg and shoot it in there with no, CO2? No, we, we go from our, from our dry hopping port. Okay. We put some CO2 into a fermenter. Okay. Make sure you got some uh, positive pressure, and then you start throwing the fruit. Okay. And then just mix it up and then keep tasting it. Yeah. Draw a sample and go, okay, it needs a little more of this or a little yeah. more of that. Or so uh, that's one of the things, like, I take notes for every little thing. Like, sure. Uh, I boil for like 45 seconds more, like, it's going on my notes. It's going on the notes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, you, were, you must have been a great home brewer. Because that's the one thing. Well, you know, I used to tell homers all the time: take notes on your on your yeah. on what you're doing. You know what I mean? So so you can replicate it. Mm-hmm. That was that's yeah. Perfect. So this is this is good. Like we're pretty excited about this beer. Mm-hmm. That's phenomenal, and especially with the California spring that we have here in the right? end of February. Yeah. Oh, for sure. This is gonna yeah. So we, we might as well start making more right now. Yeah, so we released this uh, over the weekend, and I think we killed like. Three hot barrels at the at the brewery, at the brewery for just one Easily. weekend. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Doesn't surprise me at all. This is fantastic. Nope. So I think we're gonna start canning this beer. 
pretty soon. And if you get, if you guys get the chance to have this, buy a couple cans, yeah, a bottle of mezcal, and do two parts, oh, yes. two parts of beer, one part of mezcal. <laughs> can we do that tonight? Do we have enough? I mean, can we make this happen? I know I, this is segment three. I, I think. don't know much about mezcal, but I like it. Oh, man, oh. It's so good. good. Yeah, but I yeah. don't. My problem with mezcal is I don't know, and it's like scotch was for me like 15 years ago i don't know a brand or any sort of i don't know anything about it yeah but i'm gonna learn and and drink this beer with it yeah it's good i was in puerto vallarta recently and (sighs) it was all about the mezcal man yeah i didn't have a ton but i was like intrigued yeah super good yeah i love it you know what else i love everybody is beersmith you go to beersmith.com get your 21 day free trial of hands down the best bring software that there is on the market brad over there does a great job i believe beersmith 3.0 is out and doing very well by all uh, accounts you can have uh, water profile stuff there now and all sorts of whatever you can have your uh, your inventory listed in the thing you can all do what you can go with nuts as you want or if you just want to use uh for recipe calculation and storage for your recipes, you can do that too. Uh, it, Brad doesn't care. He just wants you to buy it. And it's 21 days for free. So if you don't like it for whatever reason, maybe you uh, don't have any fingers. You can't type anymore. Well, then you can't use it, and that's fine. No no harm, no foul. But if you do have fingers, you're going to buy Beersmith. So go to Beersmith.com with your fingers and check it out. Uh, my analogies are not on point. You were right, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're right. My albums are not doing very well today. I mean, I'm sure everyone Great. has observed this. I'm just the only one calling you out. <laughs> no, I believe that everyone's like, wow, Kim's really bitchy tonight. Wow. what is, She's wow. so right on the money. Yeah. All no the time. Teresa yeah. ever. Why doesn't she go empty out a paper shredder bin or something? I am I am Kim's biggest fan. Yeah. Oh. That makes one of us. All right, everybody. <laughs> we all need one. <laughs> Stay tuned. Oh we'll be uh, right back. Hey, motherfuckers, this is Doug from fucking Society. You're listening to the session on the fucking Bruin Network. Fuck you. Thanks, Dougie. You always know how to bring us in just nicely. Before we get back to the show, everybody, I want to let you know that the 20... I keep touching this microphone with my mouth, and I hate it. The 24... Here, let me... The 21st Amendment and Pete's Coffee, two iconic Bay Area companies, collaborated on a beer... That's called 1966 Coffee IPA, which is named, of course, everybody knows. I mean, come on. After the year Pete's was founded at their original location in Berkeley, California. Rather than the traditional dark beer with coffee, they wanted to have fun with the melding of hops and coffee, paying attention to the coffee varietal and manipulating the roast level to nudge the subtle flavors from the bean for an incredibly unique IPA, 1966 Coffee IPA, handcrafted with Pete's Ethiopian Supernatural Coffee with lemon and blueberry characteristics, perfectly complementing the tropical and fruity hop flavors and aromas of Amarillo, Citra, and Centennial. This West Coast IPA at 6.8 ABV, 1966 Coffee IPA is the first collaboration beer between the two companies and is available wherever you find 21st Amendment beer. So if they don't carry it, Ask for it. And if they don't want you to ask for it, leave. And if they don't let you leave, call the cops. <laughs> I don't know, man. Whatever. All right, we're back with Del Cielo Brewing from Martinez, California. We have two new beers in our glasses, which 
is what Bev gets paid to do. Uh, what are we drinking? We have, we right now, we have, on your left, we have Sneaky Slinky. Sneaky Slinky. Yes. Did you name it because uh, you can you can sort of judge how inebriated people are, if they could say Sneaky Slinky or not? No, we name it should. like this because we, like, we were talking about how to come up with names for yeah. a beer. <laughs> right, right. So sometimes we get to a point, like, the beer is done, we got to kick the beer, we kick the beer, we don't have our name. And then I remember that we were tasting this beer after kegging it on an afternoon. It's like, okay, we need a name. Yeah. So we start pouring beers. Half a pint and our half a pint. Third, four, half a pint. And then it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is like super sneaky. <laughs> okay. It's, it cre- which is creeped only, up which on is only, Yeah, which is only 7%, I think. Somebody okay. was like, did you say that super slinky? And they were like, sneaky slinky. Sweet. Sneaky slinky. <laughs> yeah, so I think the can. Uh, you got it right there. Okay. So basically with the can, we have a slinky going down the brew house. Sure. Ah. I love it. Which it was probably us going down the brew house trying to, <laughs> to walk right. after tasting like four half pints of this. I, I don't know. I'm envisioning a a slinky and how silently they can like make their way. Yeah. Sorry. Then, no, that's fine. That microphone is uh, sneaky. It kind of like rotates and it's very <laughs> sensitive. So just helping you out, Teresa. I got you. you. I got you. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they can be sneaky. Yeah. So something cool that we do with this beer is that we use. So these two beers have the. We use the same yeast. So okay. We so have, in, in the sneaky slinky, and the other one is Bay Area Fifty One. Yeah. So we have a great sneak, name, sneaky slinky, and yeah. then Bay Area Fifty One. Uh, we use the same yeast. Uh, we take a little bit longer with sneaky, kind of the the same procedures, but we okay. cold crash, biofine. What we wanted to have is like a low bitterness, like cleaner than our hazies, uh, but more like a juicy kind of IPA. Yeah, because wow. it, I mean, the the color is, is super y- yellow. Right. You know, and uh, which is, I guess, you know, sort of standard, but it, to me, it reminded me more, more of like a, the way session IPAs can be sat- sort of lighter in color, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. But tasting it, it's it's sort of on the, 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 in the same vein with like a juicy IPA mm-hmm. or one of those like mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, really, uh, you know, I don't know, juicy, I guess. I yeah, mean, like I'm juicy, unfilter. Try- yeah. I'm always trying to figure out a different name for then juicy because I hate it. I don't know why. It sort of bothers me. Like some people don't like the word moist. Yeah. Juicy to me kind of like makes my skin crawl. But there's no other descriptor right. for it. Especially for something like this. So I would have thought, if you served it to me blind, that it was one of the hazy beers. Yeah. Because it's, it's sort of pillowy and, yeah. yeah. It's a very, it's like a clear hazy. Like, it's yeah. got all yeah. these wonderful things. But it's also, it also has enough bitterness that it doesn't, like, I, I my complaint about hazies is sometimes they're so under bitter that they come mm. up overly yeah. sweet. Okay. It's not like that at all. Yeah. It's nice, nicely balanced, but super juice. Bomb, like you said on the can. Yeah, that's great. Citrus bomb. Yeah. What hops are in here? Or if you look at the bottom, mm-hmm. look at what it says. What does it say, Teresa? <laughs> she almost spit beer out. Sneaky. I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be good. Sneaky AF. Okay. <laughs> yep, that's true. Sneaky yeah. as fuck. You can say it as fuck. I know. It, it actually spells it out. How I cute know, is she? Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I do swear sometimes. <laughs> I like. I thought but it was just, like your like, kids are listening like or something. Yeah. No, they. Oh my goodness. I thought it was literally the letters listen. A and F. I'm like, oh well, I guess I, guess I understand why they did. And then uh, Louis showed it to me. I was like, oh no, that's the words are yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It is sneaky as fuck. Okay. Yeah. A, there we go. Oh! <laughs> wow. Call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, you're fired. So she's gonna go home and repent. I, I think I'll probably get more fired if I didn't swear. Uh, yeah, probably. With you sailors. <laughs> yeah, so this is one of the beers that we don't have it all the time, mm. but we kind of rotate some of our juicy ones. Uh, same as our hazies. Like we probably have like I don't know. So our we have 18 beers out of our tap room. Probably eight of those are IPAs. Okay. Uh, between West Coast, Juicy, or Hazy. That's too bad. Yeah. I know it pays the bills, but I mean. Hey, 8 out of 18 ain't bad. 8 out of 18. Yeah, I guess you're we right. Got two, we I got guess two, you're right. We got at least like two lagers. We have a blonde. We have at least two stouts. Okay. Two sours and a ghost and a... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, All I think right. they got it going on. I'm okay. Then I, then I, <laughs> I will allow you. No, actually, sully your lines with IPA if you have if you have those beers. Actually, on. that's that's one of the reasons I start brewing beer because I wanted to brew what I like to drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, what I like to drink are IPAs. Okay, uh, and I will never brew a beer that I don't want to drink. Like, okay, doesn't matter if if the beer is gonna sell. Right, uh, you're drinking it. If I, you're if, brewing it because you want to drink it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you're not fan of this style, you're like, nope. Like, you're not going to do it. Yeah. Like, what? What's the style you won't <laughs> brew? I don't want to say on the radio. No? <laughs> because then one day you'll brew it. Well, that, and somebody yeah. will be like, hey, hey I thought you were going to do this. Are we recording this? No. This has well, already happened. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if, if Monkish can get away with brewing IPAs now, I feel like you guys can, too, because they were very anti-IPA. They had a sign on their brewery that said no IPAs. Oh, and yeah. now that's all they brew is hazy beer. So now, like we, uh, I love IPAs. Yeah, and I love hazy IPAs. Um, what don't you like? Let's go that route. <laughs> Barley He's wine. Avoiding the question. Yeah, um, He's trying to pumpkin ale. But I'm such oh, a good yeah. investigative journalist. Pumpkin ale was my never like... ever, and I've done two of them. Not me personally. I will never do. A, I will never do a pumpkin ale. Never. Never say never. Never, never. But it also makes you a good business person, right? Like, realizing that even if there's something that you don't like, but if it's, like, really hot in the market. So it's okay or, to say, or, like, yeah. we brew this, even though I don't no, like this style myself. But I, so when I go into the tap room, it's like, oh, what should I drink to it? I don't want to go. I don't want to see a beer. that's like, oh, I will never drink that. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the styles, like, I will never do a heavy wisen. Really? Oh. Yeah. Okay, like a yeah. German. I would think that you would experiment with uh, it's like the, the German side because of the flavors that you're getting out that you can pull out of from that Mexican lager or even that Goza. I feel like you would be sort of with your knowledge and the way that you can control fermentation. I think you probably make a killer German half. So we did a, so we actually we do a, a wheat beer, mm-hmm. which we can do it with our hazy yeast. And what we do is we pitch the yeast, like, super low. Okay. And then we let it free rise all the way to, like, 72. Okay. So what the yeast is going to do is just going to create all those phenolics, uh, kind of no belgian no hefeweizen, but without the bubble gum or the clove. Okay. And then we 
Um, we kind of dry hop a little bit. All right. Everything that Luis makes <laughs> has to have some hop forward. Something in the dry hop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we. It's more like a. It's not heavy wisen, but it's more like a. I. I call it like California weed. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's a little more West Coast sort of hop forward. Yeah, but we don't use that much hops. It's, it's sure. only like. I don't know, like. But there's a hop character. Just a little bit, front, just, just, just to little kind bit. of balance that the phonics of the hops, that yeah. the phonics of the yeast that some people are looking for. Yeah. Would you say that those phonics are sort of in line with Hefeweizens, or it's just something totally different? Because if you're using a, it's different. A hazy. It's different yeast. because it just creates like kind of fruity flavors. Yeah, fruity it's flavors. Like the, okay. It's like yeah. the fruitiness without the clove. We all that without bubble the bubblegum bullshit. You don't yeah. have a clove, positive yeast. You're not gonna yeah. get those flavors. Yeah. Right. So I, not I, not even the banana. It's just it's it's something totally different. Yeah. And okay. I and I did a and I did have a license when I was home brewing. Yeah. Just to enter for competitions. Sure. But what I was doing, I was for many like super low, which is like sixty two, mm-hmm. just to you know get to like the sixty five or sixty seven when is that you start creating all those bubble gum and clove things that i just don't like yeah. yeah that's a that's totally fair yeah that's totally fair it sounds like you well it sounds like this is like the second beer you've mentioned it but uh you, you do you free rise a lot on your beers um is it sort of a tool that you have in your in your box to just go oh i'm just gonna free rise so this. we no. do it we do it with our lagers mm-hmm. so we have um our Mexican uh, amber Mexican lager. Okay. Um, just imagine like a better version of Mo- uh, Negra Modelo. Okay. That's hard, but I can I can try. You I, lo- I love Negra Modelo. Uh, it's dude, so you, good. You, you gotta try like our our our, our beer is called uh, Morena Mia. Okay. What's it called? Morena Mia. Morena Mia. It's like my Burnett, something like that. Is the translation? Okay. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So just imagine like orale but darker. Some caramel notes. Hell yeah. Uh, a little bit of roastiness. It's super good. Okay. Yeah. Sounds great. I'm imagining it. When do we, Bev, can you get that beer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we do that on on our lagers or our pilsens. We kind of do the same fermentation just because, like, so uh, we only have uni tanks. We don't have bright tanks. All right. So because we have a tight space, we just go for, like, uni tanks. Mm-hmm. We can do lagers on our unit tanks and we just do like a quick fermentation and use our best friend which is biofine okay right <laughs> yeah okay how um, many tanks do you have now we have six now we got three more the you three more yeah got triplets. Mm-hmm. the trail you, you guys had triplets, triplets. i love it yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> but they're not hooked up yet i imagine that's going to be cured uh, tomorrow like a, i mean yeah they're probably going to start like Tomorrow or next day. Okay. What size is your brew house? We have a uh, oversized 15. So oh, we nice. can do a 22 barrel of orally. Very wow. Cool. Yeah. And so our, you open with a 15 barrel brew house. Yeah. And, and then six, what size uh, fermenters? Six, uh, 30s. 30s. Yeah. Sweet. Wow. That's a pretty good, that's a good size, right? To yeah. start out with. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Did you have any, did you get any help trying to f- open as far as like, brew house uh you know design or what size you should go because i think a lot of people would probably just do sevens or maybe 10 barrel yeah so initially i wanted to go with with 10 and 20s mm-hmm. but then the price difference between 10 to 15 it wasn't 
so you get to a point like it's almost like super close. Yeah. So yeah, you you're probably gonna like kill yourself for the next three <laughs> months, but then you the payback is gonna be faster too. Then right. More beer that you're gonna, you're gonna have available. I don't think we'll we'll be able to make it with a twenty with a ten barrel brew house right now. Like we'll be like struggling for beer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's. I mean, it sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, we did. We we went with uh, fifteen barrel brew house and barrel six, brew house. Six thirties. Okay, and six thirties, and you've already bought three. You're not even two years old. You already bought three more. Right. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's positive. It's positive growth. Is that part of your business plan? Did you did you plan for expansion like that? Are you on target? You guys are doing all right. Yeah. yeah. So our our plan is to have like three more so that's like 12 fermenters yeah same size well they need to be same size and the same shape and they have to be electrical connected <laughs> the same way okay if not, we're just gonna go crazy yes. <laughs> i was gonna yeah i was i was sort of in the middle of that i was sort of waiting for like there to be like a reason i'm like oh no wait this is, is louise yeah, yeah of course <laughs> yeah like the, the the exact distance between each other is exactly the same yeah. and yeah Gosh. are you sort of a pain in the ass to work for do you think? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah? I don't know. Cielo, is he a pain in the ass to work for? <laughs> just remember who signed the checks, baby. <laughs> I think he just knows what he, you know, yeah. he has a vision and he just, you know, does yeah. what it needs to be done so it becomes a reality. Mm -hmm. So do you have brewery That's very staff, nice of you. Or is it just, is it a one-man show right now? What's going on? Um, So we just hired an assistant brewer like three months ago. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Take a little pressure uh, off of you. Yeah, but before that, I had I had another one, um, and this is like this is our second one. Um, but most of the time, I'm, I'm the main person at the brew house. Like uh, they do a lot of like CIP the fermenter, cake the beer, mm -hmm. but I'm still in control of the beer. You're right. Uh, I haven't been able to let it go <laughs> i guess teresa is looking at me like you're crazy motherfucker. Not, i mean on, like okay i you're totally on my program because i yeah. i mean yeah it's it's i think if you're going to open a brewery and you want to you want to really own it like you kind of need to be in charge of it for yeah. a good while and and i honestly didn't really hire somebody until after a year into being at brewery and then i didn't really find my like right hand guy until it was right. a couple years in. So yeah. it's, yeah, I mean, I, it's, that's the way I did it. So I feel like it's the way to go, but it's just, if you're truly going to make it yours, you can't really give up to con control to somebody else. Yeah, right away. sure. Because it's, it's your face on the, on, on the beer, you know, mm -hmm. everyone yeah. knows you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Did you get any sort of training at another commercial brewery before you, you opened up? No, get out of here. I did um, I did a couple of prams um, brew with a couple of brewery friends. Okay, but like I don't know, like six, seven times. Right. But then I just jump in on on our brew house. Did a couple of water batches, and after that, I did like, oh, let's let's do it. Let's. I think we did a, our first beer was oh actually yeah, our first beer was uh, our blonde. Okay. Mm -hmm. A blonde ale. A little blonde ale. Uh, which we call it coqueta. Okay. All right. I think that was the f the first and last time I, I needed to do a blonde. 
and then we just have to keep it on the tablet all the time too. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> it sounds like everyone in Martinez is sort of on my vibe as far as as far as beer styles go. Yeah, they're like. Why am I doing way out in Oakley then? And, yeah. Yeah. Blonde ales, I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. So you just went, so six or seven pro-ams, I mean, you know, you're on the brew house deck of a couple other breweries, and then and then now you have your own sort of animal to deal with. Yeah. No one's telling you about CIPs or, or you know, uh, transferring, you know, cleaning fluids from one thing to the other, whatever. It's all stuff you just kind of learned on your own. Well, I, so like, like I was saying, I brew with, with a couple of breweries, and then I have friends in the industry, okay. which... They're on my speed dial for the first two months. So you reach out to yeah. some, okay? Yeah. But you're sort of—I I, just—I'm trying to imagine me being in my own brewery for the first day, trying to figure it out, trying to trying to keep my head from exploding. Like I—I—I I, I can't imagine sort of the the energy or the 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 drive. I guess is more of a better term to, to go ahead and do that with what I would consider minimal experience. I would add to that that Luis is super resourceful. Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> during the time that we were planning to open the brewery, he was, like, reaching out to every single person that he knew that yeah. worked at a brewery and be like, do you need help clean your kegs? Do you need help, like, whatever? And he would just do it right. to get experience. Like, that's kind of his experience, just, like, helping people. Just doing the little kind of bits and bobs, yeah, as they and say. I, and I went to New Mexico for, like, three or four days just to brew with we are so paul he used to work at black diamond like five years ago okay and then he's the one that trained justin and then paul moved to new mexico so he's like hey dude um i'm coming to you it's like can you just plan like three brews on a day three three uh, like three batches like sure one after another one there yeah uh, Monday to Wednesday, and then we just go and um, have fun Thursday to Sunday, and then uh, I'll fly back <laughs> to California. It's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So I went over there, brew with him, uh, CIP and everything. Okay, and, like, so you have a transfer. little bit of, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have like a hands-on experience. Hands-on experience, and then like all my friends, like including like uh, Ghost Town, Danville, Shadapape, Altamon. Yeah. Um, all the most terrible breweries you can ever get in. <laughs> we just had Shadow Puppet on last week, actually. Yeah, yeah so were, we're, yeah. we're like super good friends with them, uh, same as Danville. And when I was when I was looking for the for the brew house, we have the same one, the same manufacturer, the Altamon. So I reached out to okay. them. I talked to Steve. When I talked to him, like, hey, what do you like? What you don't like? Yeah. So after that, we kind of customize our brew house and our fermenters too. Okay. Um, it just, I guess it, it just amazes me that you, it just sounds like you sort of just went for it. And I just don't have that personality. I would like languish in a brewery for like five years and go, maybe I could, I don't know. And then <laughs> I would work at a used car lot or something like that. Right. But you sort of, you sort of crush it. And, and I think what even sort of adds to the mysticism is the beers are phenomenal. Thank you. They're very, very good. And you're not even two years old yet. Thank you. I mean, you know, the brewery, you yeah. are. are you know, yeah. I'm, I'm 27. <laughs> I wish. Uh, what's the second beer we have? The uh, Bay Area 51. So, Bay Area 51, this is, uh, this is the first time that we canned this. Uh, we, we did two batches and it went like super well. So, this is pretty much a Comet Galaxy Hops. It smells like a hop bag. Mm -hmm. It smells like pellet hops, which, in, so this is a hazy Holy beer for cow. everybody keeping track at home. 
Which doesn't smell like a traditional sort of hazy beer, which is like that juicy sort of, you know, fruity thing. It smells Comet like... and Galaxy. I mean, it does, but it smells more like pellet, like you've opened a fresh bag of, right. of pellet hops. I get like a lot of lemon or kind mm-hmm. of... It, it almost tastes like, um, well, like not gummy bears, but those little like sugar-coated... The lemon heads? No. Mm. I mean, not like totally like lemon heads, but it's so fruity and just candy-like. Oh, my goodness. Like Jelly Bellies? No. I'll think of the name of this candy in a second here. Oh, my goodness. No, We're going to lose Teresa until we come up with but that. It's, oh, it's so good. I'm I'm, I'm kind of on I the JP train. Is, I'm yeah. not Sour crazy Patch about. Kids? No, not Sour Patch Kids. That's insane. I'm going to turn your microphone on. It's like, gum, it's like gumdrops. Rude. You know what? It, it sort of tastes like the drink, the lemon drop. Uh-huh. Where you got the, the, the lemon, but there's sugary sweetness to sort of balance all that out. So how are you getting this galaxy? Uh-oh. Did, oh. you, did you contract some? Do you have a really good friend in high no, places? No, we, we, um, we got some 2018, 20, 2019, and some 2020. Oh, cool. Just not that much. Yeah. yeah. So we oh, tried to use good. Smar. Um, yeah. So this was, uh, so we released this beer, this can, like a week ago, two weeks ago. And actually, like, all the labels are, I give the stupid ideas to Silomar, and she makes it to, to be a smart idea. So all the labels are des- designed by her. Really? Okay, nice. Like, graphic wow, design and everything? Wow, you I That's... do all the, like, sketching, art direction, color palette, and then we work with an illustrator in uh, Sacramento. That's very good. Oh, very cool. I think it's really cool. A little, like, uh, spray paint. Mm-hmm. Barry 51 on it, little yeah. alien back there. So timely with all yeah. the Area 51 stuff. Right. So did you guys sell out of these cans already? Uh, I think we have a couple at the, at the brewery. Okay, so yeah. after tonight, like probably somebody will show up at 8 in the morning and be like, give me all the cans. <laughs> <laughs> this is excellent. Honestly, it's so good. Yeah, so the, um, so this was the first time that I used, I, I did like a um, try with Comet before. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hmm, Comet Galaxy. What can we make with that? And, and our sales guy is like, yeah, let's call it Barrier 51. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do yeah, it. that's sweet. Yeah. I love it. I think it's great. I mean, as far as the hazy IPA goes. It's not really, yeah, my, so, it's not really my field, but um, but if you look it's at, not. If you look at our hazies, like yeah. they're like clean hazies. They are. Um, it's it's not that sort of sometimes chalky thing that you can get with hazies or or like overly smooth and you know pillowy and soft and whatever. They're still it, it's you still, can you can drink it. You don't need a spoon, right? You don't need a spoon. Yeah. It's it is sort of like a West Coast style hazy beer, where there's some there's we, some bite to it and there's some yeah. snap to it, but you still get the same amount of uh, like juiciness and all that kind of so round, we, roundness. So right? we put some we put some hops. On the boil for the for all our hazies, including the sneaky, we put some some hops on the boil. Like we don't throw everything on uh, at the whirlpool. You're okay. Yeah. So for I think for this we do I don't know like 25 ounces at 30 minute, and then we'll take the ten, we'll take the word, drop it to like 165, and then add all the hops on the whirlpool instead of like doing. 212 or 213 we just do it like at 170 okay uh, it seems to be working yeah. pretty good do you do any water That's treatment awesome. yeah we do uh we have uh martina's water is is pretty decent yeah 
But what just said, and we normally hear in this, uh, like, our, like, if we're talking about, like, pH on beers, like, definitely our West Coast are a little bit lower than, than our hazies. We, we try to keep our hazies, like, in 4.3 to 5.5, five kind of. Okay, the pH. The pH, and then our West Coast, they're more, like, in 5.2s. Uh, but then we adjust all the salts and all the stuff, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. That's good stuff. Super good. Yeah. And I was just reading about Comet Hops, and I uh, it says it brings out a wild American flavor. Mm. Wild American I'm flavor. Very, I'm very intrigued. <laughs> what I'm going to look into this. <laughs> is that wild, racism? Wild aroma. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Wild Americans. Um, a, zesty, <laughs> Jeez. a zesty grapefruit I'm actually offended flavor. by that. <laughs> what is a wild American? Hey, I didn't write it. No. I just... Don't don't kill the messenger. Maybe you should have though. <laughs> I feel like it would have been better. Now you're gonna have to try some some comet hops. I know, and I like how it's uh, it says a sub is Galena, and we do Galena mm. in some of our hazies to oh, nice. like throw people off balance. Yeah. Summit so. for comet is Galena. Yeah, that's wow. what it says. Okay. I mean, don't believe everything you read, no. especially yeah. off your phone. <laughs> like doing else, Wikipedia. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? What I like about this this hazy is that again, it smells like a pellet. It doesn't it doesn't have the aroma of like a traditional, like a traditional hazy beer, right? When you think about the hazy, like the yeast. It's, it, yeah, it's it, it's what I'm getting from all your beers is they're 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 different and they're noticeable, and you're sort of separating yourself from the market and making good beer, but beer that you can differentiate from another brewery. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be a compliment, and I don't know yeah. if it came across. Well, it's like, because, like, that Mexican lager, mm-hmm. it, the, the aroma of this beer, like, I could probably pick this beer out in a lineup of hazy beers because it doesn't have what, it doesn't have just what you would think of as a hazy beer. You're, you're, you're pushing the boundaries. You're, you're creating your own, sort of putting your own spin on it. Yeah. And, um, and I, I um, think that's cool, and I appreciate that. And what I think, like, a lot of people, a lot of breweries, they do is like they ferment hazy beers a little bit higher than or IPAs. Okay. Uh, just because they're looking for that fruity flavors. Sure. Uh, from the yeast, so they don't have to like use that much hops on dry hopping. If, I see. So they're using yeah, the, 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 the yeast that. profile to sort of make up. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it accentuates the, the hops, but maybe they don't have to add as much because they're getting some of that character from the mm-hmm. yeast. Okay. And yours aren't that yeast driven? Yeah. And and that's why when you see our, our haze, it's like some, sometimes like you can see like almost, well, no, not your finger, but mm-hmm. they're like. Clean hazies, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, they're, they're, they're not murky gravy beers. They're, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess what you would consider a traditional hazy in the two years ago, when I would right. think of the word hazy, this would be it. Not anymore. And and sometimes, you know, when you have those beers that are right, right in the middle of what they're supposed to be, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. I think they lack balance, but yours are mm. super balanced, and that's I feel like that's way more important. Like to have good, clean beer, balanced beer that you actually want to drink. Like a lot of hazy beers, I can't really drink a pint of, but you could just, this is, you could drink. You could do it. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I love, love it. That. Do you guys have a tap room? I imagine you do. We do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so our tap room is in downtown Martinez. Uh, we have like 3,000 square feet. 
for the tap room. For the tap room. Damn. Yeah, actually, we you just have, have a nice size space. Yeah, um, that's a lot. It's pretty awesome. We it. just have yeah. our first our first Sunday bingo. Sunday it bingo. Was so oh, yeah. I freaking love bingo. Oh. This is my new thing. I'm really into so, bingo. If you guys like bingo, so we've been so I just did the first bingo yesterday. Okay. And it was like we did like oh yeah let's do like forty cards yeah we we should be like we're gonna have Good. we're probably gonna use like twenty. Right. We run out of cards. Really? Wow. People we run out of cards. Bingo. We run out of markers. <laughs> and then um, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do it myself to see how it goes. It yeah. was so much fun, dude. Really? You were, so you were calling the numbers? Yeah. Were you doing like uh, uh, B42? Good to see you. B42. Like that sort of. No, you know. but I'm going to invite you next time so you can <laughs> yeah, do it. Please do. <laughs> I will give you a low rate. I mean, you know, I'm not that expensive. And three, or, would, three or less. Yeah. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Even two. I would have gone two and a half. See? Oh, man. The art of the deal. That's that, me. That's why you don't make the first move in a negotiation. Negotiation uh, master. That's me. I'm like, all right. Now I get a free half beer, and I appreciate that. Sweet. What else do you do? You did, you did the bingo. Did you do anything else fun uh, over the bird? We do, do Connect Four. We do Connect Four tournaments. Uh, you do Connect Four connect tournaments? tournaments? Tournaments See, on, now that's what I'm talking about. This on Wednesdays, amazing. okay. Yeah, and then we do three events on Tuesdays. Beer pong tournaments every month. So beer pong is a different level. You so do beer yeah. pong tournaments. So we yes. take beer pong tournament really serious at the Cielo. That's you, our thing. You guys are, are kind of <laughs> crazy, and I, I love it. But we do beer pong with no beer on the on the cups. Okay. Because legally, we cannot do it. I was going to... Yeah. Okay, it's yeah. more about, you know, having the precision, having the skill. It's the art. It's more right, about, okay, it's then more the about off. me winning every son, every Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the beer pong guy? Are no. you beer pong dude? No. Well, we, we, He's competitive. Yeah. Yeah, well... So I would never have gotten that from him. <laughs> I, I, have yeah. to, I have to share a funny beer pong related story. So yeah. before we opened the brewery, um, my partners and my husband went to um, CBC and there was a beer pong competition with Zep, which is their chemical supplier, right? And so my husband went and he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to kill this beer pong. And he won the beer pong competition. So we got like $500 of free chemicals from Zep. Nice. And it seriously carried us through like the first six months <laughs> of the brewery. I love it. We had giant buckets of chemicals in our garage. I was like, oh my God. I'm not sure we should have this here. <laughs> okay. Super safe. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So I, I think once I tell them there's going to be beer pong, like we will be there. It should come out. Yeah. Yeah. So we do beer pong tournament. Um, Every one once a month, mm -hmm. and then for this year, like we're gonna have, so every month we're gonna have some a winner, and then at the end of the year we're gonna have like the the big big championship championship. <laughs> wow. And then, okay. So we have like custom made those yellow beer pump tables. God. With beer pump DCV bowls. Okay. Wow, that is serious. Yeah. So then <laughs> the winner of 2020 is going to take a custom those yellow uh, beer pump table to her house. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Wow. Yeah. That's how serious we take beer pump. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I love it. So we always, have that's a, cool. we always have a beer pump right there on, on the production area and that's okay. kind of what I do during the boil yeah you just practice yeah okay so you're the ringer so the house it's like but you're I'm a casino house always wins I just get distracted pretty easy okay I, pre I play super goof on the first and the second beer right after that you just so if you don't have beer on the table how do you do it 
You always have to have a beer on hand. So that's rule number okay. one. You have to have a beer on your hand. Okay. Yeah. But then how, so if you, and I, I've never played beer pong, I don't, so I don't know how it goes, but if you sink it, then the other person has to drink. Do they just take a, a sip of their beer? No, it's more like you you move the cup out of there, but mm -hmm. you're constantly drinking pretty much. Okay, so it's sort of like the beer is secondary, which I feel like would be worse because it sneaks up on you. Mm-hmm. Especially right. if you have that sneaky slinky yeah. in your right? <laughs> or if you're, don't, don't or if you're sneaky. Yeah, or if you're sinking balls... And then you're taking a drink, and normally in the game you wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. So this is probably something like super secret, but ah. uh -oh. we're coming out with a beer pong beer pretty soon. Okay, don't a, say anything else. A beer pong? <laughs> no, you can't stop there. That's it. That's What's it. a beer pong beer? It's coming pretty soon. That's dun, it. Dun, That's dun. it. Okay, dun, at, dun. Least, at least when? Uh, How soon is soon? Like in three or four weeks. We're working on the label as we speak. We're working on the label. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. So that's that's her job. So I just I just need to make the beer. You just need to make the beer. Yeah. All right. The when, when, whenever good. she says the labels are good, then I can brew it. Okay. That's yeah. how you work. The labels first. Yeah. A beer pong beer. Okay. I'm interested. Now you got me. Now I'm hooked. Anything else? Any fun events? Uh, any other fun events you do at the at the brewery? Um, what else? So you got the party coming up in May. I think you said right. Yeah, we have our second anniversary in May. You have a date for that? May 8 and 9. May 8 and 9, okay. Yeah. And then we have... The Is it ticketed? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you No, we, we keep it open. So we normally open. move everything from the production back to between the fermenters. Yep. Like all the cakes, so we clear all that area. And then we bring the music over there. So we can just come and hang out. We don't have to pay yeah. for anything. Oh, no. Just totally open. buy beers. Yeah, we open at 11, close at 10. Okay. Music all the time. I love it. Uh, we have some specialty releases for May. We we'll probably come come out come up with a couple new beers, maybe a new goza. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then we have the Martinez Beer Fest on April 18. Right? Yeah. Okay. April 18, which is I think it's like always like two weeks after the Spring Brews. Spring Brews, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, definitely check it out, you guys. If you're ever in Martinez, go to the tap room, drink some Orale for your boy, Jason, because I love that stuff. It's very good. Del Cielo Brewing, you can go to delcielobrewing.com. Luis Cielo, thank you very much. Thanks for having for us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Was fun. it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap up the Twitter game and, uh, I don't know, shoot the shit, I guess. Right, Bev? All right. No more beer, right? That's it? Damn. All right. <laughs> All right, stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. We haven't had this much fun since Doc fell off a stripper pole. The Brewing Network. All right, thanks a lot, everybody. Kim Shimke's still here. Still alive. Still alive. Made to the end of the show. She doesn't still even here. look pale. <laughs> She's rolling with the punches. So what does happen if you if you cut yourself? How do you stop it? Uh, well, it depends on how you cut yourself and with what. <laughs> okay, Jesus. Nothing simple for you with you anymore. <laughs> That's what the doctors tell me. Really? <laughs> 
like if you if you cut yourself like cutting vegetables. Yeah, they actually say like you have to be really careful cutting. Yeah. Like if you're cooking and. Do you have so, one of those like like chainmail gloves that they wear like uh, chefs wear? No, but wear? that's actually not a bad idea, honestly. So they say what you honestly, should do is put right. pressure on whatever cut for 20 minutes, and if it doesn't stop after 20 minutes, you have to go to the ER. So that's the window of time of putting pressure and how much. And oh, then after geez, that, if dude. it's still a thing. Do you have a whole kit? Do you have like a tourniquet or a, a bottle of super glue or something like that? You know, I feel like uh, if I can't make it to the ER in a certain amount of time, that's the universe's way of saying you just shouldn't be here anymore <laughs> and just like let it happen. The universe was has been screaming that at you for the last four months. Well, there's well, something you... else then that was like, Mm-mm, not now. Okay. In her time. I don't think it was her time. Well, I really time. think it's... I don't think it's allowed to be her time. If you're looking for a time <laughs> to set your pale ale malts and IPAs apart from the rest, try the Extra Pale, which is a modern two-row base malt from More Beer. It's designed for very light-colored beers, germinated like a pale malt to have a high degree of modification for easy brew house conversion, but then it's uniquely killed like a Pilsner malt to have a very light color. The result is a malt that easily and quickly converts like a true pale ale malt, but is as light or lighter than most Pilsner malts. Also, be sure, be sure to check out more beers, Comos lines of commercial-grade draft boxes. Stainless steel coils chill your beer to perfection, while the rest of the 100% stainless steel components deliver that beer to the glass in style. Check them out at morebeer.com. Your, your segues are as bad as your analogies. Just... So you know. First of all, how dare you? My that segue was amazing. Was look, it? And really, by whose standards? Look, considering I only can do what I'm given, right? <laughs> like you didn't give me anything to really work with. I gave you my life to work with. <laughs> I think exactly. You didn't give me anything <laughs> worth a damn. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm just mad because you weren't invited to my funeral. I feel we like we were not invited to your hospital either. Like nobody was like, please, please come. Well, again, <laughs> even people that, like no one came. It was just not a thing. It was not a thing. Yeah, I don't know. You are can't you sad out, about are that? You more are you more of a jerk <sighs> to like be rooting for Kim from home or to just not like make the make the journey to the hospital? I don't yeah, know. I mean, Kim, are, are you honestly like disappointed? No, you know what? No, that that is not a thing for me. But I will say that some, one of these like, you know, there's people in your life where you're like, oh, well, we don't necessarily we're not like the best of friends, but that's definitely like a friend of mine or that's my family yeah, member. Like and so you you're and like, me. No. no, but you were like, you know, and you'd be like, well, you, if it came down to life and death situation, they would be there for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's not always true. And oh. now I know, like, people that you think would, like, really be there. Yeah. And you, it's now been, like, almost two months and you haven't heard from them. You're like, okay, well, screw oh, you. really? And that's the hurtful one. Like and who? then you get people. Like your ex-boyfriend? Moving for. Oh, okay. And then there's people that you were, like, should not, that treated you like shit for years, that heard about this in the ether somewhere. Yeah. And then comes out and they're like, oh, my God, I hope you're okay. I'm like, fuck you. You didn't care about me when I was healthy. <laughs> like me. <laughs> Well, see, yeah, you fall into that category. <laughs> I was going to actually just point out that he referred to himself as your friend. Just he was. No, I, yeah, well, we're friends. We're not. Uh, no, wait, what is it? Yes, yeah. It, it, <laughs> Freudian slip. God I got it. you. Yes. That sucks. Nice catch, Beth. Yeah, I got this. Well, I feel like I feel like that's okay. I feel like that's okay that's because okay. I've grown closer to you <laughs> as a person because in the future. 
You want me to put it in a good word for you with, with the big man upstairs. With the big man upstairs. <laughs> with the, yeah, the landlord's office is right above us. I'm trying to expand. Oh no, um, I feel like like our timeline of being friends is going to be cut short because you're going to cut yourself or something like that. So I might as well let you enjoy and feel what it's like to be friends with me now. Oh my god! You oh, you're saying? providing me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm like, no. I'm like it's... the Grinch with my friendship, but my heart grew two sizes. No, my heart grew two sizes. No, no, but but mine did also. But it, I didn't have a whippy thing Literally. to reduce it. Yeah. <laughs> that was for the clots, not for the heart. Oh. <laughs> the oh, body whatever. did the, the job on the heart. I was I was playing words with friends. I wasn't really yeah, listening to your that. whole thing, yeah. but um... but now I'm one of your friends. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's out there in the no, universe. No, you put no, it out we're there. buddies. I think we're supposed to be buddies, not friends. But you just were elevated now. Oh, man. Now I have to tell <laughs> you Warren. Said it. God damn it. I got to call Warren, Warren and tell him. Warren sent me a care package. He did? Oh. He did. Of what? A shirt that said, let's heal faster. <laughs> oh, he texted that's... me and asked me what size your shirt was. Oh, that's so cute. Wow. Yeah, and he sent me like um, How did he get four your beers. Okay. He texted my mom. Okay, yeah, for a while. Which, which I would believe Justin texting my mom. But, like, when Warren, I was like, well, that's well, surprising. We were always, we, we were texting you, but your mom was answering your phone, which I thought was pretty brave of her. And maybe I thought that's why you died, is because you knew that your mom was in your phone. Oh, I, I gave her access. On Friday night when I knew things were bad, I was like, yeah. all right, what do I need to leave before my mom gets my past? So you code. did kind of delete your browser history as, like, an analogy, right? Like, you went through and Oh, God, you know, I didn't think of that in Google was up. That would have been... Weird. Yeah. Um, I think I did do like a cleaning up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, See, because I knew things were bad on Friday night, and so sure. I'm like, my mom should probably have this, which I'm glad she did. But yeah, yeah you don't just give your mom your phone, <laughs> no. which now I have to share locations with her, which that would be something I would never have done that before. Why? Yeah. Well, she's she's looking out for her, man. I mean, yeah. somebody's yeah. gotta somebody's gotta be checking on this, and you can depend on mom. I essentially sure. have a life alert now, so if I fall. There's it calls nine one one in my emergency contacts. Really? Yeah, is it like a, like a it looks like an iPhone it, well, watch it, it, or whatever. It, so the newer iWatches have a fall function on it, so it detects when you fall, and then you have thirty seconds to respond to it. So if it's an accident, you can turn it off. But if not, it then within thirty seconds oh. will call two of your emergency contacts with my parents and nine one one. Wow, that's so. And we that's actually looked cool, into dude. Life Alert for me, but you have. Life Alert is like a total ripoff, first of all. Like, it's yeah. meant for, like, so old people expensive. to save their lives. Yes, it's so expensive. And it's, like, a certain startup cost. And it's, like, $40 a month just to, like, have the thing going in existence. Yeah. And so it's, like, this does so much more. It doesn't look very obvious. I would love yeah. that we should write a commercial. Help, I'm shitting and I can't. I passed out or something like that. Help, I, my bowels are full and I I'm, I'm giving him the ultimate and judgy looks. Right I, now. Yeah, I, I, you, <laughs> you've beat this dead horse. Yeah, I know. You need sorry. To stop. First of all, it's subterranean. This horse is subterranean. It's been beaten I have breaking so. news, everybody. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. <laughs> this, this is your for the, for the Segway win. This is your pubic service announcement, everybody. I'm reading the copy. Don't get mad at me. After more than 18 months of research and development, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. And you know what? If you have a condition like Kim's, no nicks. You won't have to nick yourself because oh. 
The yeah. ball sack, as we've all talked about, ad nauseum. So if you're on Bleeds blood thinners, if you're on blood thinners, <laughs> this is the product for you. It really it's is, a whole honestly. New ankle, really. Yeah, I'm not on blood. Th- my blood is as thick as uh, you know jelly brains, and it it just it, it flows when you when you nick it. Uh, this new trimmer was just released only moments ago, and we're the first to confirm the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 manscaping trimmer is now available. For purchase, this third-generation Manscaped trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. And we've been talking about Manscaped for, for a long time now. We love that thing. It's very, very cool. If you use a lawnmower 2.0, well, the 3.0 is super easy to transition to because it's the same replacement blade. So if you have the replacement blades and all that kind of stuff, which if you own cutters and things like that, I didn't know this with my, I had hair clippers for like 10 years. I didn't know you should, you're supposed to replace those. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> it was like a, like a single use thing. Yeah. You just well, use it till it stops, you stops use it vibrating. Till, yeah. Because I assumed like the motor would die before the blade because like it's your hair. How's it good? That's thin. What's it going to do? But apparently... You know, you need it. So that's Once good that it's, it's yeah. the, the same replacement blade, so you don't have to worry about it. With a new and improved skin-safe technology. And when we say premium, it's really, really premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can go longer between charges. You can have a longer shave. You can take your time and make sure everything is uh, is shorn properly. Plus, one of the coolest new features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trim which is pretty cool i do like that i'm just imagining some dude in a shower in the dark (laughs) well you know in my house the mirror we have a mirror and it's like directly across from the shower so Mm -hmm. i would much prefer to shower in the dark because every once in a while you get that side glimpse and (laughs) you're like yeah well then uh, i get that guy i see my my body i get too horny for myself and so Uh, yeah uh they've also upgraded to a 7000 rpm motor with well here's a good segue with quiet stroke technology and let's not forget about the charging stand show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by usb so if you're listening to me talk right now, you're one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself because I care about you. Nobody else will care about you like JP cares about you. Trim the junk of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code BNARMY, I, I believe it is, right, Beverly? At manscaped.com, your balls will thank you. That's 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Check it out, code BNARMY. All right. I love it. I love you, Bev. Let's do the uh, Twitter game, huh? Why did I just download? I just redownloaded that, but who cares? You want to do the Twitter game, Bev? Yes. All right. Uh, Twitter game today was brought to you by, I believe, Beer Law Center. John of the Beer Law Center loves the Twitter game. I get texts from him every day. Is it Monday yet? Because I want to hear the Twitter game again. I say, <laughs> no, John, it's not Monday. It's actually Thursday. Um, I just didn't think that's who I, never mind. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Go for it, please. Um, please end my pain. (laughs) So the brewing network, we're brewing some kind of lager deal up at crooked lane brewing this week. Name it for us. Excuse me. 
Every show, like when we do like ears up, I have to clear my throat right now. I was editing the last uh, ears up show, earsuppodcast.com, everybody, and it's just a (coughs) hundred. Sorry. (coughs) And it's it's just funny. I have to clear my throat a lot. Yeah. All right, go ahead, please. Okay. Should you get it looked at? Is it do you have like a no a nodule or some sort of like inflammation? Probably. Yeah, because I do it with like a nervous tick, so maybe that's all I'm saying. It's not a blood clot sign. Don't worry. Good. (laughs) I've learned things. (laughs) TN Brewing says the long goodbye logger in memorandum of Justin's time at the Brewing Network. Yeah. The long goodbye. (laughs) The long goodbye. Brian King says lunch meat logger dry hopped with a whole bunch of grab ass. That is true, man. I remember the grab ass days. That was fun because we would do it on a Friday at noon. And we, you d- recorded the show Friday at noon? Yeah, and so I would drive from Morbier, drive to Pacheco, and we, I don't know, like Fridays at noon. Friday's kind of yeah. a dick-off day at work anyways. Uh, that was a good time. Lunch meat was pretty fun for a couple years, and then Justin didn't want to do it anymore, and I was like, oh, maybe it's time. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe we're just maybe just done. Anyway, whole lot of grab ass. I love it. Yes. Brian says, low hug lager. Low oh, hug lager. Low Damn. Hug. That's solid. What's good about that also... Is that the low hugs are all so long, yeah. like a fermentation? And awkward. Yeah. Speaking of low hugs, I saw Tasty on Saturday. Oh, that was actually a really doing? good transition. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Uh, he's doing really <laughs> Tasty good. Tasty update. He looks great. Awesome. I mean, you know, I, he, he's very private about his medical problems, unlike some people in the room who just go on and on about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was out and about and uh, having beers, and it was a good time. I saw Jamil also. That was Sweet. fun. That was a good time. You didn't tell me I looked great. Uh, what else? Do oh we my have, gosh, ben? you're the worst. <laughs> Last one is from. I didn't tell them they looked great either. <laughs> so. Oh, so I just have to not be around. Yeah. Be like, I saw Kim. She looked great. I yeah. saw Kim. Yeah. <laughs> She's back. Yeah. Feel sorry for me. I saw Kim. <laughs> Stop it. Kim's your friend now. You can't say things like that's that. That's true. That's true. I'm going to get us those heart necklaces that are like in half. Oh, nice. One oh. side says best and the other friends. Cool. I need something new to put up my ass. Go ahead, please. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Brewjob says another dumb BN game Vienna lager. Yeah. Uh, I like he's, it. He's not on board today. <laughs> well, that's the hashtag we use for the game every time. Another oh, dumb BN another game. dumb yeah, BN so, game. Yeah. Well, the BM game is Kim. Um, (laughs) Not the the BM game. (laughs) Uh, Well, what do you think, Bev? Should we put it to votes, or do you have you have a favorite already? My favorite was the long goodbye logger. I thought that was funny. Are you guys on board with that, or what do you think, Teresa? No, I'm I'm definitely in the low hug category. Oh, low low hug hug was good too. Yeah, that is pretty good, Kim. Yeah, low hug. Okay, low hug logger. Everybody, I'm not super stoked. On any of that. Well, yeah, same. Yeah, and that's fine. I should put the caveat that we're not really going to use the yeah, names. This is just a joke. Yeah, so. you should point out that we will not be using any of these names. <laughs> so if we, you know. You when, won the game. But. We, we won the game, but it, we probably aren't going to name it Low Hug Logger. You know, some, you won sometimes the game, email have, me. I'll eventually send you a t-shirt. We have, uh, like, in-house names versus out-of-house names. Sure. Like the beer we did with Warren. Oh, man. This had a really good name. It was called uh, Easy Kumquat, Easy Goza. Because it was a Kumquat Goza. Yeah. But in-house, after somebody 
uh, made a bit of a misnomer while ordering it. It became the cum shot goza. Oh, <laughs> right, right. And you're like, ah, oh, Because that's okay. literally what wow. somebody ordered one time, and we all died laughing. <laughs> It's amazing. For 20 minutes, and then it was the cum shot goes in. Yeah. I mean, there's that. like the gas station come and go. So, you know what? People just throw around these words anymore. They do. I feel like I would, I would love fine. to read the untapped review for the what someone thought was a cum shot goza. Yeah. I mean, One honestly. Star, not my favorite. Honestly, fluid. like a little, a little salty. It's kind of the right. <laughs> That should yeah, be, we should do that right? as like a segment one time is like try and find the most ridiculous beer names and then see like untapped reviews on that. If people like think it's a certain thing or, or just yeah, like, like misunderstood the most beer names. Yeah. Beer okay. advocate apparently just bought or was bought by untapped. That's right. Yeah. I saw like that today too. or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Which always, it, it shocks me how many people can make money off of other people drinking beer it, it makes makes no sense but here are these two companies that are now buying one another or however I, it's working it's like i just it's crazy to me i just you know once you start reading untapped reviews like you can just get sucked into that forever you know especially yeah. for my beer i'm like i love to read and it just gets sometimes you'll just get some real gems in there <laughs> but do you ever get anything <laughs> worthwhile or actionable i guess from it do you ever learn anything about your beers um, like maybe we should make this adjustment something you didn't already know or that you couldn't have already gotten from like your local your locals that you would trust their opinion and you can actually talk to i i try really, to lead the conversation uh, no i mean and honestly i don't really use it in that way it just it seems you like know. the most of the feedback is more like what do I like versus what is this supposed to be? Yeah. But sometimes when somebody finds something they don't like, they have the funniest thing to say about it, which is <laughs> that is true. Fun, but honestly, it's kind of stressful too. So it's kind of like oh, I can imagine. I don't know it's ho- it's like holding a mirror close enough you can see your pores. <laughs> do you really want to look at it this closely? That's Maybe true. Not. Yeah. I used to read those for a brewery that I worked for. I did like PR stuff for them, and so mm-hmm. I would manage their. Yelp and they're untapped and untapped was so annoying because people would be like two stars but with no description whatsoever exactly it's like that's not helpful that's absolutely and those if people didn't like something but they said why I mean a lot of times they they didn't describe it very well but at least they're trying I think it's like two stars three stars but without any sort of commentary whatsoever and those ones would annoy the hell out of me I have to check my untapped well anyway (laughs) uh all right I think we're done I think we're done. I think we're getting out of here. Sign points uh, to finished. Right. Thanks to Del Cielo Brewing. You can go to delcielobrewing.com. Check them out. Come to Martinez. Drink the beer. Play bingo. Uh, play bingo. Play beer pong. I don't know. I thought that was a trip. Come come sing karaoke at Crooked Lane. Come see karaoke at Crooked Lane. When is that? Is that Saturday. every weekend? This Saturday. Yeah. And meet the BN crew. That's true. I'll, I will be there. Bev yeah. will be there. Kim will be there. And I think that's it. Justin? Oh, yeah, Justin. I forgot about that. <laughs> Byron? Yeah, Byron from Sierra Nevada is going to be there, too. That'll be fun. Yep. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in, and uh, until next time, we'll see you. Sky and wind.